Hey, if you were in there and you tuned in, man, holla at your boy, man. You know? <laughs> I need something that casino reservation money. No right, right. You know what I mean? I know how to cook, clean, fuck, all that shit. All the good shit, man. And fix shit. Chingles for the, you know, the, the, the taco hat Mexicans. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's Is that different. being racist? No, 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 no. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a real thing. Any Mexicans nah, in the room? Nah, it's, okay. just, it's okay. just going deeper in the culture. I just want to make sure. When it comes to J. Cole, I'm not feeling this nigga. I'm not saying he can't rap. <laughs> What up, though? Big homie baby on the chicken. Nigga, anytime you touch down the deal, dub, you got to get in the game, you heard? Let's get it. Bow. Right. We are live, man. All right, we are live. We are live. Welcome to another edition of Get In The Game. I got my bell back today. Yes, the bell is back, and we have guests in the building tonight. And uh, before we get into the introductions, uh, one of our guests uh, brought us some um, gifts. Gifts of alcohol, which hey, I love. Hey, 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 hey. You know what I'm saying? Gifts of alcohol. So we're going to go ahead and toast it up before we get started for positive vibes. Positive we're going to say it real quick. Everybody raise their cups up. <clears throat> eye to eye, cup to cup. Touch the table and turn it up. Welcome to Get in the Game. Um, your girl, Kiki J. Riding with you, shotgun tonight. Hey, pass the fat pimp in the bed at night, man. All right, my OG in the back seat. That's smooth, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Baby boy, what's happening? And our special guest in the building tonight, man, we got Big Daddy the DJ from Vertigo. Checking in, checking in. What's up, world? And no. also, he is an R&B, sultry... Don't make me blush. A singer. Oh, uh, yeah, that's happening. Um, he has muscles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not giving him a bit for that. He has, he, he, no, he has muscles that only... Dreams about every night. Wow. And he, you know, roams the streets of Dallas serving and protecting. He's something like a superhero. Welcome to Get in the Game, Rayvon. Hey, 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 Kiki. I'm working on my intro. Hey, you got that. I'm working on it. You can keep mine. It'll be better next time. You can keep mine that way. I thought Jordan was with a girl. You can keep mine the same way. Man, lots of stuff going on this week and hot topics. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hmm. That's a shot sitting on the table. That was an extra one. And, and, uh... Yeah, it was an extra one. Okay, I'm just, I'm just yeah. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm, no, 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 I'm trying to press you. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. because there was a lot happening this week. Um, Let's start off with the Cowboys. Uh, Dallas Cowboys took to the stage yesterday night in a game against the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah. Um, They played in Phoenix last night, and this all kicked off, I think it was on uh, early Saturday morning when the game was in London. Yeah. That early morning game. The Ravens were playing. It was the Ravens Ravens and Jaguars. They kind of kicked it off. We knew there was going to be something special because people were talking about late last week about how NFL players were going to kneel during the anthem in solitude and showing support of our brother Colin Kaepernick. And also, ultimately, paying homage and and, and paying a tribute to those that have died at the hands of police brutality. And um, so it continued uh, Saturday, kicking off in London, and then all through Sunday, all of the games, you know, you kind of saw some some uh, some kneeling, you know, of players and organizations. But it came all to a head on Sunday night when they took to the field in Arizona, and the Cowboys. Um, Monday night. 
Oh, Monday, Monday night. night. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Monday night. Hey, man, okay. Hold on, hold on. I don't mean to Make sure you address them as America's team. Don't just say the Cowboys. Say America's oh, team. Damn. Oh. Say America's team took uh, to the field. Uh, America's uh, team. Yes. Hold on. There you go. Uh, man, hold on. I don't, even know, like, short, I don't even know if I can say it. I don't <laughs> even know if it can come out this way. He but just came out. Oh, yeah, he did it just right. Yeah. What Fat said, yeah. they took the stage on Monday night, yeah, took to the field on Monday night, and they were interlocked, so they had their arms locked, but interestingly enough, they took a knee together, including owner Jerry Jones, mm-hmm. on the field the prior yeah, the to the anthem. Prior. Prior to Jordan Sparks. Prior. Singing the anthem. As, as Jordan Sparks started to sing the anthem, your America's team mm-hmm. stood up in interlocked arms in solidarity of what I can only assume would be, <coughs> I guess, the American flag, I'm guessing. That's something that we're going to get to in just a second. But <laughs> but that's that's exactly what happened. And so what were your thoughts about that? Like, I kind of felt a little... Who's first? Oh, yeah, who go first? Yeah, I think yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let it's you go first. I'm going to go last. You're going to go last? Come on, you go first since you. this is your team. All right. I was a little, I ain't gonna lie, I, I, I was in my nephew football game watching it live, and then when I seen Jerry Jones on the field kneeling, I didn't realize the National Anthem wasn't on at first, but I said, you know what, Jerry is in a position where he wants to get all the attention. So what he did was what any other person in his position would do is he, tried to hit, he would try to please everybody. Are you sure his last name is not Kardashian? Hey, it's Jones. Yeah. Jones. Ooh, Jerry Jones. <laughs> to, to me, I felt like, okay, it's cool they kneel, and uh, he, he respected the flag at the same time because it's a lose-lose situation to me. Somebody's going to be pissed off at the end of the day. But you got to respect Jerry Jones for going out there with his team and kneeling and saluting the flag at the same time. It just sounds like a PR stunt to me. Hey, you know who, who are we to I mean? judge? Who are we to judge America's team? <laughs> Baby boy, do you want to take it from there? You know what, man? It's somebody you off. You want to piss somebody off. Situation. You pissed everybody off. It was a lose-lose situation doing that. You might as well kneel and kneel during the anthem. That way, at least you got our support. And then the, the conservatives and whatnot, mm-hmm. and they can feel how they, however they want to feel. That nigga's on the fence, dog. Like, I don't respect that, you know, kneeling for five seconds before the anthem even start. What was that about? Like, what, what, is, what is the point of that? What's the significance of that? So what you don't you don't think like the whole linking up showed a little solidarity, although it didn't do it at the That's same cool, time. That's cool, but it's, but it's, I that mean you could get in the locker room. It was it was why nothing was going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean the so. whole thing is Kaepernick was was sitting and kneeling during the anthem because mm-hmm. what he feels the anthem stands for. Right. He wasn't doing it prior to why niggas was warming up on the field. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. You know. You know. No, I, I feel kind of two ways. I'm, I'm like with Fat on one end. You know, he did it. As an owner, you know, he got out there and did it. It showed solidarity. As a team. As a team. Now, now these people that are doing it, they're not protesting the flag. You know, Kaepernick had a, a deeper meaning for it. It uh-huh. wasn't just the flag. So right. they did it. They didn't do it at the time that we expected it to happen. So it was kind of like, we were a little pissed off about it. I'm like, hey, hey, don't come out before the band ready. You know what I mean? You came out before the, the curtains open. Right, right. We were waiting on it, but you came out before. But you did it. So it was like, what are we looking for? Are we looking for solidarity? Or are we looking for... I think he didn't appease people, bro. Yeah, and, and that's the wrong reason. That's not the reason Kaepernick yeah. is doing it. Yeah, yeah, but what what did the team do it for though? Because Jerry made him. Because <laughs> Jerry wanted. I mean, uh, leading up leading up to this game, there was plenty of, of, of social media talk. I would talk. respect to any other player if after everybody got up, somebody else kneeled the fuck back down while Jordan was. Amen. Amen. You can't fire them, dude. You can't. That's your. That's the law. You can't fire them. You can't. You can't give no kind of. 
um, reprimand, man. You, you can't do nothing to them, man. That's the law. That's your first. That's oh, no, 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 you're right about right. that. You're right. You're right about you that. You can't. And he got them scared, man. It's... it's and meanwhile, and, and meanwhile, Colin Kaepernick is still jobless. While all this is going on, he still doesn't have a job. Yeah. So after, so, so after think. all these people, or so we, oh, as of right now, I think Kaepernick gonna be straight. I when think, I, I think a nigga like Diddy, I think Jay, I think they gonna hold him down. They gonna figure something. Yeah, I think so. But too. my thing is, is all these NFL uh, teams have now come to a point where they've either they've either kneeled. Or they've showed some sort oh, of support. It's, it's a pop culture reference now. It's a joke. Right. It's a yeah. joke to me. Like it's just a hashtag and it's a joke. But it's not a joke to Colin, who's f- fucking without a job right now. Yeah, but that's every that's any trailblazer. It's gonna be like that. Right, right, right. I don't he, understand why. Why is he not signed today? Somebody, After everything that happened this weekend, I think his money gonna come elsewhere. Right. I think I think he was the one that did it with the right heart. The right mindset, so he gonna get his at the end. It may not be through, you know, entertaining us on Sunday. Oh, we won't. Yeah, I think he gonna get it. I think we, just we, like baby was saying. We spoke on this. So he, I feel this is what I really feel like. I think his performance is the reason he's not playing. I think if he was out there balling, I think if he'd have got put the 49ers in the playoffs, maybe they lost, but if he had a great season, I think somebody would have picked him up and took a chance on him. I don't think it's just the fact that he's kneeling. I think they don't want to take a chance due to the fact that the way he's been playing the last few years. It's that. Now, okay. if, your, if your stats showed that, yo, you was top five or you was, you, you know, you had this QBR rating and this and that, then it's really no denying. Then it's, then it's straight black ball. I got to disagree with you. Let me just disagree yeah. with you real quick. You know, when you look at the stats right now, he has his stats, his historical stats are better than 50% of the quarterbacks. Historical. That, that are historical, though. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Even some of the new quarterbacks mm-hmm. that are playing now, I'm confident that he can outplay them. Okay, now, at the end of the day, it's about business. You're right. We can talk music business, widget business, strip club business, mm-hmm. DJ business, is business. And whatever team he goes to, they think that it's going to impact their core business bottom line. Yeah, That's what it's... But let me say this. I would love to have Colin Kaepernick on the New Orleans Saints or any team, to right. be honest. With right, me too. You feel me? Right. I would take him on. I would take him on any team. But see, nobody's thought about it from this perspective. I would pick him up just for the publicity. Right. Because you're gonna lose some people, but I'm cool with losing you're them. Gain but guess lot. how many black people across America will buy a hundred dollar Colin Kaepernick Saints jersey mm. for a hundred dollars? Right. Mm. I'll buy it. Right. If you sell. A hundred thousand of them at a hundred dollars. But that, does that equate to the corporate dollars they lose? Man, you gonna make know. it up? I don't know. You gonna, man? Let me tell you, you gonna have so much support from the pop culture, from the hip hop culture, from the from the minority base. Yeah, but these baby boomers, they despise that culture. It don't matter, bro. They they on their way out anyway. Baby right. boomers about to be You're right. Buried. We okay. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, and this dude will be bigger yeah. than a pound. He ain't never got to touch the field, bro. Think about oh, man. it, man. You do the math. A hundred dollars <laughs> times a hundred thousand. He had the number two selling jersey that last season he, when he, that he played. Think about it, bro. You got you got to look at the money of it. Yeah. If I had a team, I was signing, bro. But you know what, bro? They don't give a fuck about the money from that. It's the principle. <laughs> But you got to understand. Nigga, stay in your place. Oh, yeah, I understand that. No, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Now, you're going to lose that core dollar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That dollar. But there's some new money out there that you're not thinking about. Just think if you're you right. signed right. with the Dallas Cowboys. But that old mindset, how many people that today old mindset ain't thinking who like never that. would wear a Dallas Cowboys right. jersey would wear one just because of that. Yeah, because right now, Sam, 
San Francisco's making all that money. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and let me tell you something. I understand the business of all of this. But right. at the end of the day, bro, this is a historical moment that it we're is. living in. Right. This guy's right. going to go down with Rosa Parks. Right, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And right now, he's probably the biggest civil rights activist that right. we've had. You're right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And he's mm-hmm. even more effective right now with him not even having a job than a Jesse Jackson. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. You see what right. I'm saying? So he's going to be in textbooks, bro. Yeah. So he's going to make yeah. his money. I'm yeah. not I'm not worried about he that part good. of it yeah. if he never plays it because he had a limited lifespan with that. And, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he knew that going into it. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, you know, this guy is standing for all of us in this room and the majority of people listening, bro. Right, right, you know what I'm saying? Right. This, this dude took a knee for us. Right. You know, and it really ended his career. Right. His, yeah. his lifestyle. Right. Sacrifice. You feel me? Yeah. So, yeah. Right. You know, but anyway, I didn't really want to, you know, go too deep on that. Man. But I'm telling you, <laughs> if the Saints sign, I'm a Saints fan. I know y'all are America's team. <laughs> you know. We's America's favorite yeah. team. Like Y'all America's team. We America's favorite team. You can back on Breeze. Yeah. You can back on Breeze. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, he's cool. I would yeah. love to have him. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why, knowledge. Why Mike Tomlin didn't pick him up? For the Steelers? Mike Tomlin got no say so on that. I'm just saying, he, he, he all that pro. Mike Tomlin didn't even bring his monkey ass out of the locker room. But think about the black cities, man. Think about the chocolate that we have. You got to say that. The could have picked him up. Baltimore Ravens. He would have fit, man. Like, they just had this. The Ravens. 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 Flacco's just got to No, no, I'm just saying, you, you could have, <laughs> think about the chocolate cities, bro, where yeah, you got Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? But like, man, I, I don't know, but, I see but, it from but, a different perspective. But from, but from the sports angle, if he's not needed, we just can't, t- like, if, if I got Shaquille O'Neal on my team, I don't need a son. If I got Matt Ryan over there, and I don't know who the quarterback, who the backup is, but he may not be needed in Atlanta. Bro, that, that, you can't say needed because they just picked up with Jay Cutler for, for the just, Dolphins just, and I, shit. I don't know. I don't follow, so I, I'm just Yeah, bro. It, real talk, it was so bad, like, to the point where every analyst was like, bro, you picked him over Kaepernick. Right. I it's mean, bad, bro. You they look look at, uh, like, I, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> you look at RG3, and he with a job right now. Didn't he nah, play he ain't got no job. He ain't got no job. Okay. RG3, huh? RG3 is There's a lot of quarterbacks who ain't playing. It ain't just Kaepernick. You're right. This young ain't playing. RG3 ain't playing. My thing is this, though, bro. I feel like if if he was balling the last couple right. of seasons, I think it would have been a different story. He might not, he still might not have a job, but I think it would have been different. I respect that. I don't know, but I don't, I can't really say a black quarterback. Ain't really no black quarterback that's just going ham right now. Yeah. Not a homeboy in Minnesota, not Cam. Tampa Bay. Cam, them, they just got the ass beat to the oh, Saints. Just so born in Tampa Bay. Winston? Winston, he about the only one. Well, he's so ignorant. If he and did that, shit like that, they show nothing. No, that Prescott. <laughs> Wasn't that? He ain't really got it. Yeah. I mean, what? We don't really have. What if Dak did? Hmm. Any half breed? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what does that got to do with? He mixed. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be treated the same way. If you <laughs> have a little bit of black in here, you're be black. The same okay. Way. No, it's Kevin. Yeah, white though. I'm white. Yeah, they are. Kevin is white too, right? Yeah, it, yeah. You get your blood from your daddy. Kevin got that. No, that's that's old school. That's the old school. Let's be honest, y'all. Well, how do how do you determine? I don't know. They pulled Dak, Kaepernick, whoever. The police pulled him over on the side of the road. You still a nigga, dog. You're right. You feel, still, it don't matter. Still, still black, nigga. Oh, you're yeah. black. Right. When you get pulled over, unless you OJ, you are a nigga. <laughs> unless you OJ. My thing is this: coming home. I can't, I can't stress it enough. I just feel like if if he was, and it might be the same, but if he was handling this business, it's just like when I was in school, bro. I was like on some class clown shit, but I I got good grades and I always did my work and I got it done early. So the teacher gave me uh uh. Shalini, Shalini, Molini, Shalini, 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 Shalini,
Yeah. Y'all should go on the road with this art. Y'all should go on the road with this art. I can manage both of y'all. I need another professional shit. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? I got my shit done. And I did well in school, so the teacher didn't really give me no gripes about me acting up in the, in the middle of class or at the end of class or whatever. That's my thing. If you balling, you know what I'm saying, you really can't do too much. You might still be able to discipline a nigga, but mm-hmm. if, if he if he got them to the playoffs and say he got them to the, to the NFC Championship yeah. and he was kneeling the whole time, then then you really got a serious decision to make when it's time for when his contract is up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Do you think it was an easy decision since yeah, he wasn't was really that relevant? Yeah, you know I what I'm saying. And that's okay. What hurt him. Okay. So at this point, you've had you know a lot of the NFL. Uh, Neil, this has been something that was done. America's quote America's team did it. Yeah. So now we're down to his ability because now I really think it shouldn't be about his political beliefs or his views because we've all kind of expressed our views in one way or another. Yeah. So now it comes down to his ability to play. Yeah. Yeah, but then Kiki, like the baby boy said, it's just a hashtag now. Yeah. You know, it's the cool so. thing to do to Neil. High schools are doing well, it. Why right is everything yeah. black people do yeah. cool? Yeah. Like, it's so cool that we just... It's so cool that it just gets put to the wayside. That's, that's the way of the world. It's just the way of the world. Anything because they don't understand. Black, like, remember, remember Black Lives Matter? Yeah, Hashtag. that became cool. Hashtag. Yeah. Remember that stuff, man. But, 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 but what it is, Kiki, when you don't really understand the movement and you just see everybody doing it and then everybody else just wants to do it. That's what anything we do. <clears throat> they, they use slang and don't even know what it is. Yeah. Just because they see us using it. You know what I'm saying? They use it in the wrong tense. But it's like... It's It's... It's pop culture shit. It's like action it's without purpose. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ho- well, hopefully, um, you know, we have a, a, a newscaster here in Dallas, a sports newscaster by the name of Dale Hanston. He went on um, his newscast last night and voiced his opinion about um, what happened during the Cowboys game. And hopefully, this will become so cool that other uh, baby boomer white men will join in what he had to say. So take a listen. The young black athletes are not disrespecting America or the military by taking a knee during the anthem. They are respecting the best thing about America. It's a dog whistle to the racist among us to say otherwise. They and all of us should protest how black Americans are treated in this country. And if you don't think white privilege is a fact, you don't understand America. The comedian Chris Rock says it best. There's not a white man in America who would trade places with him, and he's rich. It has not gone unnoticed that Trump has spoken out against the Mexicans who want to come to America for a better life, against the Muslims, and now against the black athlete. But he says nothing for days about the white men who marched under a Nazi flag in Charlottesville, except to remind us there were good people there. And when he finally tried to say the right thing, not one of them was called an SOB or should be fired. We have white men in America who wave the Nazi flag and the Confederate flag, and he's concerned about taking a knee because it disrespects this flag. We use that flag to sell mattresses and beer. We wear it as a swimsuit. We wrap our bald heads in a flag bandana and stick it in our pants because we disrespect that flag every day. Maybe we all need to read the Constitution again. There has never been a better use of pen to paper. Our forefathers made freedom of speech the First Amendment. They listed 10, and not one of them says, you have to stand during the anthem. And I think those men respected the country they fought for and founded a great deal more than the self-proclaimed patriots who are simply hypocrites. 
because they want to deny the basic freedom of this great country, a country they supposedly value and cherish so much. So that was Del Hansen last night um, on his uh, newscast, and that particular clip went viral. I even saw Russell Simmons um, repost it. Um, there, there was a lot of people, um, a lot of celebrities that reposted that, and it was interesting because if you know anything about Del Hansen, I mean, he's a longtime sports newscaster here in the Dallas Metroplex, very well respected. Um, you know, he, he's of the baby boomer generation, and, and really, frankly, the last person I thought that would get on TV and, and and say those words, mm. but I applaud him yeah. that he did. Thank you, Dale yeah. Hanson. Yeah, but it does take a lot to, to, to do that, but that's what we need. I think we need more people speaking out. I remember one time I went to a, a concert and I met this white couple, and and I, I think this was at a Chance the Rapper concert, and um, we were just talking about like how there was a sea of people at, at Chance's concert. It was black and Mexican. Right. It was, you know, there was it was Rainbow Rainbow Coalition was yeah. at Chance's concert, and they were just <laughs> they were just talking to me because we were we were talking about like just kind of like race relations, and one of the things that they said to me was as a couple, you know, they were raised to treat people um, all the same, no matter of their color, their their religion, their sexual orientation, and all of that. But they had family members and friends who didn't believe that, right. and they, you know, were, were were teetering on, you know, not being friends and and and, mm-hmm. and kind of staying away from family members because of their thoughts and what they, you know, how they perceived other other people. And um, they they point blank told us they said, you know what, uh, there's uh, people in our community in our families that we can't even talk to. Like we're we're afraid of being disowned. Mm-hmm. There's there's white people that are afraid of speaking up because they will um, be disowned by their families, you know, because of how, how what their views are. But um, that's kind of sad. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of yeah, it sad is, that is. you feel like that you can't speak up and you can't have a different view from your family member for a uh, chance of you getting disowned. Right. You know, right. And, and I applaud. Uh, we need to pray for Dale. We need yeah. to pray for Dale. I'm pretty sure he's about to, he got a target on his back now. Oh, 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 I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm sure they're going uh, going at his neck. But you know what? It needs to be said. Somebody right, has right. to say it. Right. And yeah. just like the sacrifice, sac- sacrifices that Brother Colin has done yeah. by kneeling, it, it, this yeah. is the same sacrifices yeah. that we're seeing from Dale Hansen, that we're seeing from Jamil Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, all these people that have a position and power right. and they're right. speaking their peace. And we got to support these people. Right. Yeah, and it right. can't just be, you know, we got to support Dale the same way we're going to support Jamil, the same way we're going to support Cal- exactly, Colin. Exactly. We, we got to show support of people that are speaking SB. out uh, against mistreatment of people because right, right. of, of racists. So, you know, um, yeah, I just I just thought it was great that he was able to get up and, we got and do that. Shit. There's some heavy shit going on right it now. It's a lot of heavy. Well, Dallas was the Patron. It was Dallas is on fire. Dallas. My heart. My heart. We need another shot, right? I'm gonna catch up with Fat. I'm gonna catch you because you feel unbothered. Well, unbothered. Well, speaking of being unbothered, I'm gonna come to you next, Rayvon, because you you have a new police chief. Yeah, in Dallas buddy. today. Her name is you, Renee Hall. And yeah. I was so curious as to what the U standed for. I had to Google and search. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, and, and we call her U Hall. U Hall. U Hall. Yeah. Because <laughs> she moving shit, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's making some shit happen, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, uh, U stands for Ulysses, and it's uh-huh. Ulysses Renee Hall. Uh, but she goes by U Renee Hall, or Police Chief Hall, as mm-hmm. we all should be addressing her. Mm-hmm. Um, now, 
I'm just curious because, you know, I kind of looked it up, but I want your definition. What does a police chief do? What's their job? They manage. That's, that's really period, point blank. They manage. Um, a lot of agencies, they don't even have to be sworn. You know, they come in to manage, delegate, make sure everything running smoothly and effectively. But they are a, a police officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's okay. going to be police. She's going to be sworn. Okay. Uh, she hadn't taken her uh, TCOL exam yet, but that, that's coming up in the next few weeks. Okay. But she's already... <laughs> she's already pushing. Now, right she's, now. she's a former police chief of uh, Detroit, mm -hmm. which right. we all know Detroit is a city that's had that's had great um, grievances and yeah. sacrifices. Yeah. I mean, they she was probably the police chief during the water, the Flint water. Um, yeah, yeah. But she was of Detroit, so mm -hmm. that didn't affect Detroit. her. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, Detroit in itself is a city yeah, know, it's, it's, it's that rough. has a lot like of its own problems. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's coming to Dallas to, uh, what, what, what? what what kind she, of things? She, what, she what, wanna, what, what should we clean be up, looking man. for? Uh, so right now, you know, I'm, my specialized unit is recruiting right now. So we're going to focus a lot more on Dallas, you know, hitting the churches, the mega churches, the community colleges, and hitting hard here. She's she's real big on community policing. And she's, Thank you. She's real big on um, internal affairs. So really? what, what I like about that, you know, what spirit is that you're about to come and make me go just like general orders, you know, no, 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 no lack. And she's making it, it's almost like a new head coach coming in. She's taking us all the way back to conditioning. You know, you're not winning. The basics. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to go back to two days right now. So that's what's happening. It's a lot of shaking up. Um, myself, I'm looking at 10 years in February, and I'm probably, I'd like to say, probably one of the most optimistic officers out there. And mm -hmm. I, I, I believe in her. I want to support her. I hadn't met her yet mm -hmm. on my own. You got a lot of rumors going on, but I'm, I'm the type that, I'll, I'll make my judgment when I meet her myself. Mm -hmm. And everybody's situation is not your situation. Right. So she's cleaning up. You know, she's going into class A uniforms. They are really strict. But if, if you stay in shape, you look real sharp. You know, so she's big about perception. So we used to wear this, like, the BDU, the, the khaki pants with the polo. Uh -huh. She's like, I, where, you, where they do that at? Mm. Uh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so she's in, she's in you know, comes that. She's ripping these people apart, you know. And everybody's wondering, like, what about the morale booster? And she says she come here to fight crime. She didn't come here to babysit. But what about but what about just the just from a community standpoint, you know, for uh, me as a civilian, I'm looking at it like, good, I'm glad she's going in there and cleaning up. Cause now maybe everything yeah. every everybody will have a le level playing field. Will everybody will be on the same playing field and they're gonna go by the same rules, yeah, right? But, but you know what? So here's the thing, Kiki, when it comes to dealing with human, you're always gonna find um Dark spots. I always find problems. Uh, what I do like about her, she's going to be about a business when it comes to, um, you know, etiquettes and uh, sensitivity and just handling business right way. And uh, the same as Chief Brown. He was, we, we, Dallas is really like the model when it comes to community policing. We okay. teach a lot. But now a lot of, a lot of things are swept under the rug on the smaller communities because you don't have the money, the training, you mm -hmm. know? So our academy is one of the longest in the nation. You know, uh, people hate it. We get less people coming in because they don't want to put their work in, you know? So so we have these cultural diversity trainings, the, the gay, lesbian, the black community, the, you know, the um, relocated citizens from mm -hmm. other... We have to learn that. Mm -hmm. And then we have to teach each other. And we, we always train. So that that's a big thing that I like about it. You know, mm -hmm. um, you're going to have some stuff that come up and it's kind of like a family. If we all grew up with the same mom and daddy, and uh, you decided to go and get your doctorate, you decided to go to law school, you decided to, you know, be a pediatrician, and I decided to rob a bank. 
when shit hit the media, it's like, you know, we're just as shocked and, you know, and disappointed as anybody else, right. you know, but the news will make it like, oh, y'all been harboring this fugitive for a long time. Right, so no, we, right. we, we, you know, we're embarrassed as well, you know, because if you go out and you do an unlawful arrest or, or stop, then when I come, you know, smiling and happy, singing and shit, now I got to get the gun out my face and shoot somebody because the last officer pissed them off. Right. So I like, I, accountability is what she's bringing. Mm. And, you know, okay. it's something that we've had. And she, she's very, very particular meticulous about it. So it's starting with perception. You only get one chance for a first impression. Mm. And she's making sure that first impression is going to be right. right. So I, I just, you know, hey, I'm, I'm in it for the ride. You yeah. Know, whatever it is, you know, whether troll, whatever, I don't care. But I just feel like, you know, if you already have that in you, mm-hmm. then you don't have nothing to worry about. Right, right. Um, well, you know, you can only get so much judgment out of a polygraph. You know, we do the polygraph. People can come in and ace an interview. You know what I'm saying? You, you got lineage of people that being cops that, you know, the great uncle gonna tell you exactly how to go through, what to say, how to shake a hand, you know, the secret handshake. You know what I mean? Stress brings out the real. Right. Mm. You don't know who you're dealing with until bullets are flying or door slammed or somebody say, what the fuck you at my house for? And you're like, oh, they they cuss out in the streets? Yeah. Yeah. They really do. You know, you you don't know who you're dealing with, who your partner is until real stuff hits the papers. You know, so we we do a lot of reality-based training and in the academy, which is a lot more than a lot of people do. You know what I mean? So you get a little infractions there. You get a little stress. You get a little real character. But when you hit the streets and you're no longer covered under this uh, training facility, real people come out. Oh, so so this means somebody that really doesn't mean any harm but could be under under a stressful situation Mm -hmm. could mess up and it could be an infraction and it could mean... Yeah, if you're racist... Right, stress come. It's gonna show. Right. On either side. Either side. Yeah. Either side. If you got to don't like dealing with women, if you have a, a phobia about gays, it's gonna come out. Right. Yeah. So right, right now, um, you're gonna have to have that the camera, the the audio recording every stop that you do. You know, a lot of people don't like because more equipment. You know right. what I mean? Right. So the thing is, when it comes to police work, when you leave patrol, you go into a borough. If your borough is investigator. You, you're going to have lunch every day like you always do. You may not be able to work out on that hour. You're going to be in dress clothes so you can buy whatever you want. But then you come back, somebody say, no, nah, you got to put that vest on class A's. Now you realize how long you've been at the gym. Now you're a little disgruntled mm-hmm. about that. I got to put this on. This don't fit. You got to go get mm-hmm. new. But the rebuttal is they give you free uniforms. Everything you wear is free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't fight. Yeah. Only thing you have to come to the table with is your drawers if you choose to wear them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wear them. I'm just going to throw it out there. But. <laughs> do but yeah, you wear so, them? Do you yeah, do? I okay. Wear them. I wear them. I'm just asking for the ladies. I was asking for the ladies. Yeah, I okay. do the briefs. I do the briefs. I know y'all girls don't like the whitey tighties. So uh, if you're out there listening, it's brief. <laughs> Unless you like whitey tighties, then I can change. I got them. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't know. I'm excited about the change. You know, change is good. You yeah. know, and I feel like if you shake it up, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. You know, what, what we fight here in Dallas is that we, we're the most trained. We're, we're the biggest community here, but yet we get paid the less, the least. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just, you know, it, and the chief can't fight that. She can she can talk about it with city council. So there's other things she can do to kind of make things better. And, and I think it will. If you let the younger population, like the baby boomers, move around to your SWAT, your narcotics, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you, you'll, you'll get... Other agencies pay more, but you end up being a professional ticket writer. Yeah. And I don't like, I'm not going to write a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. You, make me, you gotta make me write a ticket. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So let me go here. Kev, you want to be a police? <laughs> you know what, man? I, not, that's not. 
that's not for, that's not for me. But you know, I got a lot of respect for him. I got a lot of respect for my cousin. I got cousin police officer. I told y'all that story a couple weeks ago. But yeah. out of all the police officers that I've dealt with, and I, this is a true story, you can take it to the bank. Dallas police has gave me the less amount of trouble. I've been doing wrong, and true. Dallas police officer will cuss true. you out and be like, "Go on, go on, on fuck call your mom and let her know what you got right. going on." See now the problem. The, the thing is with that, you're dealing with a city with real crime. Right. Like yeah. like right out of the academy, I came out and had a black sergeant, been on 20 years, and he say, hey, Vaughn, uh, I like the way you carry yourself. Every call I'm on, you own, and you're professional. I see you work out every night. What do you think about being on my seven-man team? It was a felony response team. Mm-hmm. Only thing we did was felony in the progress. Okay. So we didn't do regular calls, burglaries, all this. And it was networking. So I always tell people that your 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 reputation supersedes your existence. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to they're gonna know your story before they meet you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that that's used in, in the, the professional world, in the music world. It's so much that transcends between right. the two. And yeah. we'll get to that, yeah. of course. But, like, so so that network there, so a lot of people were like, man, this, this rookie, and and you black, they only got you because you black. Whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. I'm on weekends right now. I'm first year at the academy. Mm-hmm. But just to, to go what you say, fat, I bet you could be a good cop. But let me tell you why. When I came from Mississippi, I knew nothing about police. Didn't care about it. You know, I, I interviewed with them because it was a part of my midterm grade to yeah. interview an employer, an employer. So my first week of training, West Dallas, I had a trainer that said, look, if you get out chasing somebody, you by yourself. I'm not running with you. You get in the fight. You better wait. Call off. So I'm just like, okay, I better work out two times a day when I'm with this person. But went to West Dallas. Shit, you're not. He hit a beating outside the door. Boom, boom. Like, oh, shit. So I'm looking. I'm waiting on the perfect time. Knock on the door. Got a flash. I'm like, all right. He ain't through talking. All right. Boom, 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 boom. Dallas police. He opened the door. Just getting out of prison. And he's like, man, I'm going to tell you this. Come with me. That's all I said. When I touched him, he was all chiseled up. I said, oh, shit. This can't go good. <laughs> I said, come with me. I'm not yelling at you. I'm talking to you like a man. You talk to me like a man. And I turned around. And he followed me. I was like, oh, shit. He's walking with me. <laughs> So when I turned around, I said, this is what we're going to do. You know what I mean? Just have a seat and let me hear what you're talking about. My trainer was looking like, what the hell? My heart was beating because I know what the hell was going to go on. I said, now, what's going on? The only thing I really needed to know, who hit who? And you're like, man, I didn't hit her. She ain't hit me. I said, what's all the bumping? He said, well, she called me creeping. And all the joy that she bought, she snatched them out the closet. So a little girl came out, black female, like, like four foot five. Yeah. Uh-huh. She come out of there. I said, hey, look, 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 look. This is family violence. If we leave you here, I'm here on this call. My name is here. So somebody got to go. I don't care who it is, but somebody got to go. We'll take it. I don't need no ride. She walked up. Mind you, step straight. In West Dallas, up a bit up Bickers. Uh-huh. She left and um, talked to the guy. It was cool. He was like, man, Law, you cool, bro. Like, I get that a lot. Man, you different, bro. I was like, man, it's cool. You know, it's just we're men. We're handling stuff. I understand you get excited, whatever. My family was crazy as hell. Send yeah. them back in. And I turned around, and my trainer looked at me and said, how did the hell you know to do that? I had to embrace it. I was like, yeah, it's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was simply talking to somebody. I didn't yeah. have to cut somebody. I didn't have to put hands on them. And, and if, if you look like you mean business, if you go cursing and say, I'm going to put you in jail, if you say another thing, what happened if they pull your blood? Mm-hmm. You ain't got nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So now nothing matters anymore because you're a liar. Yeah. So I'm not going to respect you. You already threatened to take me to jail. I know my rights. Right. So you have to really, you have to be careful with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm real calm. I, I joke a lot. Yeah. But when it comes to confrontation, I'm calm because I'm, I'm putting in my head what's my cutoff going to be. Yeah. I'm going to be real chill. But when it has to happen, it's going to happen to you real quick. Right. And it ain't going to be no love song. Right, right. So let me ask you, because that was going to be one of my questions. I mean, and obviously you know how to handle it, but you know, in in the black community, like when they see you come on, come into the hood, like are they treating you a certain type of way off the rip? And you know, it's it's 
it don't take long, but a lot of times, like, especially if you if you get the cops, you know, you go, let's say family violence, you know. What I did learn, Hispanics are way tighter than blacks in a lot of locations. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to put hands on Hispanic people because they call the police, but they just want you to come and scare them. They don't want you to take anybody to jail. Because mm-hmm. a lot of that, that foundation is the wife is not working. She have multiple kids. And if the man is abusive, the wife's going to call police to get him off her ass real quick. But she don't want to go to jail. When he get there, he realized, damn, he go to jail. The money is not coming in. Right. So now they will turn on you. I had had that situation. Blacks, you know, we're we're close. But a lot of times when we get there, it's almost like, why you coming here? What you you coming here mess with us for? I said, well, hell, if I look on the computer, y'all call me. You know what (laughs) I mean? So it doesn't take long to break the ice. But a lot of times, but, but it comes from experience. You know, sometimes you get there, and and just from being black, maybe your house gets searched different than another person's house. You know what I mean? Oh, you would think. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's it's all approach. It's perception. You know what's, yeah. what's funny? His, knowing him all these years, I don't know if it's the police work that comes off, or if, if that's just him. Because like we have, we encounter all kinds of situations on on the music shit, right? So he's very calm about a bunch of situations. So I I, I be wondering like, if, is that the, the police work coming into play? to be sensible enough. And you have a lot of people that are just 
black and white. It's by the book. If the, yeah. if the book said, that's what I'm doing. Right. Like, are you that strict with the Bible? Uh, you know, you may not be. Yeah. So, I mean, you got a little discretion. You got to be human. Do you feel like uh, black and, um, and Hispanics need to be policed different than white people? No, 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 no. Because I've been to some white parties that are totally crazy. They're, like, they're totally off the wall nuts. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the major drugs are... <laughs> It's the same. We you know what I mean? Okay. No matter how you no matter how you look at it, the whites gonna do the same thing the blacks doing, the blacks doing the same thing. Hispanics doing it just when you when you get caught. Okay. You know what I mean? And it's just um now I would say this, it's according to what neighborhood you go to. I went to a predominantly white school, PWI. You know, everybody know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, Wait, yeah, we, we just learned that. that. I we just learned that last week. We just learned that last But then I went to an HBCU. <laughs> yeah. I'm black, yeah. but I met some people blacker than I ever seen before. Like, right. this is shit that's on TV. Like, this boy's in the hood black. Yeah. I guess I was just, like, in, in the middle. I was like, shit, I don't... You know, it's like that when you go to Southwest or you go to... Uh, <laughs> you go up there off of Singleton. Yeah. You, it's, some, it's a different it's a different breed. Redbird, so, you know, not Southwest. Redbird, 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 yeah. You have to. It's, 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 you have to be able to turn that switch on, turn yeah. it off. Right. You have you you just have to do that. You have to be flexible, man. It's just because a lot of times in South Dallas, just being honest, if you say, excuse me, sir, I need you to calm down, and they don't get it. Come, calm the fuck down. Oh, okay, that's all you have to say. You ain't got to holler. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the difference, right? But yeah. it, it's just culture. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, you're not any worse than this person over here right. that you say, calm down, and they trying to pull a gun out their waistband. It's just, it's just culture. And, and as an officer, if I'm supposed to be the professional, I need to know the difference. Right. Yeah. So right. I can't, can't put all the accountability on the citizens but I, I have to know the difference, you right. know what I mean? Because I'm the one bringing the law. Right. But at the same time, after patrol, I took I took the uh, the other side of the community policing. I would go to the to the to the hoods, to all the apartment complex, and do crime watch meets. If you get pulled over, this is what you need to do. If you're not treated fairly, this is what you need to call. Uh -huh. If you need people for real, you need to be excited when you call. Don't say, "Yeah, man, I got somebody in my door with a crowbar," but it's cool. Look, love the little kid. <laughs> Nobody's gonna come. We got too much real work. And like yeah. Matt say. Deep it is a little more forgiving because we have real stuff going on. Mm -hmm. If I got to tie you up with a speeding ticket, now I got to go back and see where I tracked you at, how long I was traveling, because, the, the I mean, the attorney's just against you when you go to jail. So uh -huh. if I stop you, I'm on some real stuff. If I arrest somebody for a joint and go to loose dirt, they going to laugh at really officer. Yeah. You ain't got nothing better to do. You look big like the chump. Right. right. Okay. So if it ain't a real uh, you know, message. Just, yeah, I was, was going to yeah. live with it Hey, I got it. I got it. About 15 years ago, I was, it was 4th of July. I was on Live Brother by Community One at the gas station. And I was hollering the chick in the, in the middle of the street driving, right? So I'm holding all kinds of traffic and shit. And the laws <laughs> rolled me. And I'm like, oh, shit. I got warrants and shit. So I'm pulling the gas station. I, I, I give my partner my phone, my money, and shit. I'm like, I'm gone. I'm gone. I know I'm gone. They better run all this shit. He broke me another ticket. Like, you gonna bring me another one? I ain't even bring another one. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's when I knew Dallas, they don't give a shit. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Well, they got See, real but you know shit what? It's not that they don't care. No, but it's almost like money. it's almost like if I write you a ticket, guess what? You got to take that one, and they'll forgive that ticket because right. you got two of the same thing. Right. If you handle the one that you got, it's like a failure to appear or something yeah, like right. that. But now it's it's we know 
what needs to be done because we can't come out and be superheroes. We can't be police without the citizens. Right. So if you piss every citizen off because, okay, grandma got a, um, a registration out. Okay, um, no baby not in the car seat. Why baby not in the car seat? I can't afford it. Okay, I'm going to write you another ticket. No, you got a lot of officers going to buy that car seat. Right. Because we know when we come back and get the guy that's selling dope or, 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 or burglarizing all these houses or the, or the people that's, that's not working on the fixed income, they gonna tell us what's going on, right. but they'll be able to trust us to know that we're not gonna just explore them and you know put their lives in danger. Right. So it's it's a give and take. And if you don't have that, man, you, man, you just lucky. Man. That's, a <laughs> That's a heck of a thing. Yeah, That's really, you know, well, this question is for both of you. Um, you know, uh, uh, Big Daddy, you've been a, a long time DJ, a veteran yes. DJ in the game. When was the moment that you discovered yeah. your passion? Oh man. I was very young, years ago. I just, I couldn't, long ago. I couldn't, I just couldn't live without music, you know? <laughs> I had to just be, uh, man, I tell you, I used to take my mom cassette tapes, I don't know if they had gospel or whatever on them, and it's going, I'm dating myself, put some, put some tissue and tape yeah, over and yeah. record the radio, yeah. you know, waiting for that record, yeah, you know, yeah. you're trying to record the song without getting the talking yeah. on it. Yeah. That was the hard part, <laughs> man. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's when you had to hit both of the buttons, yeah. the red mm -hmm. button, it was the play button and the red button. Yeah. And uh, yeah. like I said, man, my sister, she was a music lover. I think that rubbed off on me. I love her. That's my my older sister. And then um, I was introduced to DJing in 1986. And once, man, once I figured out how to work the mix and like, oh, these records can actually go together. Yeah. You know? Oh man, it was a beautiful thing. And ever since then, bro, that's just been my passion. Like I go to sleep to music. I wake yeah. up to music. Yeah. Everybody said, man, you know what you do for fun? I do, man, music. Like my yeah. job is really yeah. fun, you know. Right, right. And uh, but this is a true story. I'm gonna let my man answer, but. I was supposed to stop DJing at the age of 30, man, you know? And that was several years back. Yeah, I ain't gonna, like I, ago, I, I, right? I ain't gonna yeah. date myself. You know, but um, it's funny, recording. like, every time I try <laughs> to say I'm gonna retire from this beautiful culture, because it is, it is good. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna speak a little bit about it if I get a chance, but, you know, like, somebody just called me on Saturday, somebody comes, yeah, I'm gonna see if you're, you know, booked for December 15th. I'm looking at my phone, I say, yeah, I'm booked. She said, no, I'm talking about December 2018. Oh, you know, and I'm saying, oh, I'm good. That's it, you feel me? Yeah. But, so I can't retire until at least, at least. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't your fault, It ain't your fault. It ain't your fault. So every time I think so, you know, but, you know, but and it's like, I'm going to retire. Like, man, it's my passion. What am I going to do? And it's like, you know, I was doing, some Some people say, because people grow up with you as a DJ. Right. Yeah. You know, you play the music, you in their genre, they know you, you know? And it's not just me, it's a lot of DJs, but, you know, they're like, yeah, I want you to do my 30th party. Right. Then you're like, well, okay, now I'm doing all my friends' 30th. Mm -hmm. Now I'm doing all their 35th part. Right, like, right. Yeah, maybe I mean, want you to do my 40th part. Right. Yeah. You know, and, that, and now I, I, on Saturday, I got a 75th birthday party, bro. You know, so somebody booking me to do a 75th birthday party, I'm like, man, what am I playing? Yeah. You know, so I'm asking, I, I, I call them. I just want to know, hey, look, I got, I got anything you want. You know, right, we can right. go for well. They probably ain't going to hear that oh, well. Baby, I just like the blues. Yeah, I said, well, I'm going to yeah. give you every bit of blues yeah. you want for them for yeah. us. We're going to have a good time. You yeah. know? So this is just one of those careers that you can actually just yeah. really eat it up. You right. know, mm -hmm. the unfortunate thing about it is, when we were coming up, when I was coming up in the 80s and 90s, DJing wasn't looked at as a as a profession. No, mm -hmm. for sure. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you work hard at this, you can really make a six-figure income right. Right. easy. Easily. You know what I'm saying? So I just took a little bit to answer that question. We can go off on to but that's when I realized, you know what I'm saying? And I say passionate, yeah. like music, bro. Like, it don't care what it is, man. You yeah. can put on some Bon Jovi, yeah. Britney Spears, you can put on Fat Pimp, Lil Ronnie, mm -hmm. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. 50 Cent, yeah. Young Dolph, whatever. I'm going to be able to vibe with it. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And then how you mix all that together, that's the art of it. Right. Yeah. You right. Know? And people be like, man, what's that? Right. Oh, man, that's Bon Jovi mixed with Fat Pimp. Right. Yeah. That shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, yeah. that's the art of it, bro. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you got that passion about it, then, you know, so I don't know, bro. What's your passion? Man, you know, I discovered mine in church. You know, in singing. church, uh -huh, singing. And, and I think um, <clears throat> starting off, I think my mama lied to me a little bit, but it still made me feel good. <laughs> like, I understood then. Like, in my church, I recorded a little bit with the Mississippi Mass Children's Choir, right? And I didn't care much about leading. But when I led, you see some people are actually affected. And I was like, you know, like, Mom, why, why is she crying? You know, she said, well, you were able to get the message to them. So in, in church, we always had to read the Bible scriptures about the song how it pertains. And so I was I learned at an early age to sing a song knowing the meaning to portray the meaning. So as I got older, you know, it used to really just make me mad to hear people singing and missing notes. And I was like, you know, people are not going to listen to that. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're not putting it out. You Like, I was taught that bad notes mean a distraction. So in church, you know, people want to see you see a mouthing songs, and if you hit a bad note, that's give them something to talk about right. versus mm -hmm. doing it right and keep them engaged. Right, right. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, we're talking about, you know, auditioning for choirs and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, some of that stuff, it has a meaning behind it. But as I, as I grew older, um, I got into college, predominantly white school, and I was, I was taught to read music. PWI. So we did, uh-huh, PWI. Okay. Acapella, reading music. So I started competing doing it. So then, you know, you're kind of working on perfect pitch, you know, those things. So when I got ready to go to college, I was at a crossroad. crossroad. I didn't have, like, the best grades, but I had great relationships. So I was thinking the Marines, and my reason to be a Marine was, like, 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 Fish water, like it had really no meaning. I wanted a damn sword on television, you know, and, a, and it was like a $30,000 signing bonus. Yeah. So when I got in the counselor office, I was about to sign this, you know, and she was like, Vaughn, oh, good job. You're going to go to the Marines. Good luck with detecting bombs. And them say, shit, bombs. Like, shit, you didn't tell me about that. So I backed out of that. And when I went to, I went to, I went to a, a friend of the, it was a, it was a team leader home that we always did breakfast at right before yeah. before uh the football games in high school mm -hmm. and everybody was going around the room saying yeah i'm going to alabama a&m on a scholarship plan you know this and that and i was the only one that didn't have anything my mom used to always say well god got a ram in the bush oh shit we didn't have bushes big enough to hide <laughs> so i was like i was losing faith in that you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah, so yeah. we had a guy that was an alumni of mississippi valley state and he said Charles, what do you want to do? I said, well, I was going to go to the Marines, but they got, I was informed they had bombs. <laughs> so I was embarrassed, man. I was so embarrassed. He said, what do you think about going to Mississippi Valley State University? I said, I mean, it sounds good. He said, well, ask your parents. And no, I had to ask them because they, I know what they're thinking. It's a ram, and I hadn't seen the ram. He said, well, I'm going to call the choir director right now. He said, because... Mama told me that you sing in church, but not only that, you're a leader and 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 you, you follow the you 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 follow the guidelines and you're just a stand-up guy. He called the choir director on the phone. On the phone, gave me a full ride wow. over the phone wow. just from from networking, right? Yeah. So when I went into school, yeah. I, I was I was on a full choir scholarship. Wow. Yeah. And the leader of the bass sectional, and I walked on football, so I didn't look like the little square boy. So I did both of them wow. up until getting out. When I came to Dallas. The Mississippi mindset was like, yeah, you can sing, but you don't have money to afford to record. 
and I was personal training, and the girls I was personal training at the time asked me this question. She said, what would you be doing if you didn't train and do police work? I was like, I'd be singing, hands down. She was like, I know somebody that knows somebody that might know somebody. She 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 gave me Gumbo's number. Yeah. I went, Gumbo, before I went, he sent me a voice message of a song. He sent oh, me a song. Yeah, huh? This is it. Yeah, he sent me a snippet of Man Like Me. And I was like, man. And I was always a thinking person. I said, how do I convince this guy that I'm serious without, you know, blowing smoke? So I said, I went in the staircase, full uniform, turned my radio down, and I sang the song that he sent to me through my email. I sang it a cappella, sent it back to him in a voice memo. I couldn't edit that. Yeah. And then the first thing he said, he said, he must be fat with vocals like that. <laughs> That's what he said. So when I actually met him, I went and did a voice, an audition for The Voice, and they were like, just come through the studio. I went, and when I went to the studio, we recorded that song the first time I went to the studio, and Flame was like, hey, I got a showcase, man. You want to be a part of it? I had no original music. The first song I ever did. And from then, I was like, you know what? I can afford to do this. I had to work hard. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess that's what make me take it serious, because I got to pay. Yeah, and, you gotta, you, and it just you know, pay to make it happen. Uh, that's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Story, that is a great story. Well, um, you know, a lot of things are changing in the music business right now. You know, we come from a time. I think most of us are Gen Xers. There's a few millennials um, on the, on the podcast. Yeah. Barely, barely. <laughs> barely. barely, just made the cut. Well, I would say yeah. Rayvon is probably a, a millennial, and yeah, so is Fat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they're both here with us. Yeah, because I ain't one of them. Wait, 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 Okay. I'm so you a millennial with me? I'm a Gen X. A Gen X. Nigga. I didn't know nothing about millennials. So when a Gen, when a Gen Y? I heard that the other day. When a Gen Y? When is that? I don't know. I don't care. Gen Y. <laughs> that I mean, Generation Gen X. That's a Gen Y is is really like the millennials. millennials. Yeah. I just have a problem with Those that. Those are the millennials under you, under your right. I just don't have a problem with that, bro. Because I don't think like nobody like. Nowadays, yeah, bro, that's, I don't get that. That's you me, too. That's me, too. You do have millennial tendencies. Because I told you, I grew up around them, but older people. Millennial tendencies. All my cousins was born in the 70s, bro. Right, right. Yeah. It's like I'm saying, like, you know, yeah, like I told you, when I got on Spice One, and I told my, my, my peers, like, y'all heard of Spice One? They're like, who? Yeah, I'm like, nigga, school. You know what I'm saying? What's the stereo? The phone? You know? They're like, what is that? I'm like, man, what is that? I'm like, man, what is that? I'm like, man, what is that? Well, it is, yeah. But, but, I mean, I mean, we've seen a lot change in the music game, you know what I'm yeah. saying, from the past, like, 20, 30 years that the hip-hop's been around, and there's been a lot of change. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about DJing with um, with uh, uh, Big Daddy because it kind of seems like, I guess the question is, what is the state of the DJ? Are DJs still important? Absolutely, absolutely. You're always going to need the DJ, you know, because they pull the trigger, you know, um... You got DJs taking different directions now. Just, just, just think about this. If you ever been to a bar and they just had a jukebox on, mm. the same record could come on the jukebox or a DJ can put it on and introduce it and have you feel a totally different yeah, way about that yeah, record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just but what do you it. say to the people that say, you know what, I found this um, song on YouTube. I'm hearing it on Spotify playlist. You know, that's where I'm getting my music now. That, that, that's fine. That's, I mean, that's fine. That's just the way of the, uh, of the world. You know, I just had this discussion earlier today. I mean, streaming is 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 going live. I think terrestrial radio or radio, and in, in a lot of instances, it's gonna fade away because everybody's on demand. Mm-hmm. I can pull up that one record that I love, and I can listen to it all day, yeah. over and over and over again, 
on whichever, on my device, on my cell phone. Uh, but, you know, when you're in that atmosphere of a party environment, the DJ is... It's God. Yeah, he's God. You know, he's controlling that situation, you know? Yeah. Um, and like I said, really, the DJs are still breaking music. Yeah. However, you know, consumers are really breaking music. Not themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They just need to hear it. They just need the exposure. So yeah. um, I take a, 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 whenever I DJ, I try to play something new. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's just one record, that's something I've been doing for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Every time I DJ, I play something new. Because there's so much new music coming out. I'm curious because there's all these, um, these uh, music. Uh, Playlists, all these music services and stuff like that. Do people still come up to you and say, "What's that song?" All the time, mm-hmm. all the time. I get it all the time. People say, "Man, what's that song that you just played on the radio?" You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and here's 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 the bad part about it. In this era, because this just happened to us last week, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people whose songs that are not on mm-hmm. Shazam yeah. and mm-hmm. some of these other things. I need, I need that. I need that. You know, and <laughs> now with vertical. You know, it's, it, it, you can do it for free, but I'm gonna charge you a hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Because you know, I gotta monetize the situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? yeah. Like that yeah. word monetize. Yeah. Yeah. All this if you're listening. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And I think we tried to we tried to, to Shazam yeah. on the revised rate, and yeah. it didn't come up. Right. You know, so hey, when it don't work, hey, man, who's that? Right. Well, who's that? Right. Yeah, yeah, here. You know, let me send you a text message. And I'm sending a text message so I can get your phone number right. and I can invite you to my next event. Let me let me jump in on this, man, because okay. uh, this guy here. Um, Big Daddy the DJ taught me the importance on great product and um, eliminating excuses. You know what I mean? Like I said, when I came, I had no original music, but I went to a vertical mixer. I think what Baby Boy just went to a vertical mixer, you know, just get the experience. And you see so many people that talk music and you see people that walk music. Like, the people that walked music was performing, the videos was up, people that talked music still had stuff in the clear cases, talking about what I'm finna do. Yeah. And I, and I learned a definite difference. And I was like, you know what? I'm not coming back to another mixer until I have something to put in the hand. Right. And I learned you wasn't an artist until you had something to put in somebody's hand to make money off of or direct them to where something is published and out. Right. And, and, and man, I took that and ran with it. I, I'm one, I hate being embarrassed. Like, if I'm yeah. coming, I want to have the cliff nose, I want to know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't like looking like a fool. So when, when I learned that that extra $50, $100 get you mixed and mastered so mm-hmm. you don't have to turn up the bass, turn down the bass, mm-hmm. I want to eliminate somebody changing my stuff. So, and it kind of taught you that, let your music talk. I don't even have to introduce it so much. Right. I just sit back, and when the production come on, it's like, oh, this real shit, you know? And and, and, and you learn to really embrace it. Yeah. So when it comes to DJs and, and 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 servicing your music, servicing is is hands down. You got to do it. it. It goes. It's like it's like cigar and and brown liquor. Like and, you got to do you it mean together. servicing? Let's just explain that for. Okay, when you're talking know. about releasing it, Spotify, when you, you're talking about iTunes, where the regular consumers that, that can get it, okay? Mm-hmm. But servicing also through the DJs, because that's really my lifeline, Thanks, you know what I mean? Thanks, that, that, that's that's, that's the, 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 the streaming will give you the product, but the DJs are going to give you the experience. Mm, so it's a difference good. with that's it's good. a different with feeling it. Like, you got somebody that really dope, so then if Big Daddy the DJ play myself at Azure, now, they're going to be looking online. How do I find that? Yeah. And then it's kind of back and forth. Or if they found it here on, online first, they're going to go to Big Dad DJ and say, hey, you got the Rayvon Doctor? It's on vertical. Then there it's it vertical. is. So he, yeah. he got it. So, you know, in, 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 in the real life, like policing, they have some of the hardest critics ever. So they said, oh, yeah, you know, uh, 
Rayvon sings. Oh yeah, I hear him doing this little thing. So it's late at night, and then then Streets Wax Sunday come on, man. Like me dropped, then they gotta treat me different. They yeah. gotta respect me a little yeah. more. Yeah. They're like, oh, that was his song on the radio. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, he a cool cat or whatever. You know what I'm saying. My friend brother hit me, man. You was in uh, I was in Quill, and they and they, and they pumped your music. Like I ain't, I didn't, I didn't know. If it's not on iTunes, you're not really valid. Yeah. If they look on vertical, it's not there, and you just talking music. So they can listen to a song, it sounds amazing, but they gotta go to a friend. Have you ever heard this? If they hadn't heard it, well, it's probably not that relevant. But yeah. when they see video, they see the the, the music, they if people rock with it, they're gonna rock with mm-hmm. it by association. Hey, yeah. one thing you said a while back about first impressions, it's a motherfucker when it comes to music, because if I'm a person who's never heard of you before, and I'm at the club, and I shazam. I shazam every day because I know I know the the, the business behind shazamming. Right. But if I shazam your song and I wanted to know who it was and I can't find it, after that moment I'm like fuck it. I'm, I, I, if I hear it again, I, yeah, I, I missed it. Right. Yeah. Then we had a we had an argument with, with another uh, podcast about like artists complaining about not getting spins. But when I went to Oklahoma City and I was with Terry Monday, Terry Monday pulled out the chart for um, the top shazam songs in Dallas. Hmm. And I was able to get my song played out there because I'm like, well, I'm in the top 20. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the top 15 over here. And it breaks it down. And there's a lot of artists don't understand. Like, this is your friend right here. That's Shazam, iTunes. And even with Vertigo, like, Uh when uh, Kevin Gates was on uh, Sway in the Morning, uh, I forgot the DJ's name, but uh, he dropped that left-right instrumental. And I reached out to him on Twitter. I said, bro, how you get the instrumental? He's like, I got out of Vertigo. Same situation when I went to Terry Monday. And I went to the DJ, I said, here go my search path. Oh, he's like, I already got it. And I'm like, how'd you get it? And then when I looked on the screen, it had the uh, the vertical um, logo on there. On it, yeah. So it kind of let, it's, it's like when I explained it to somebody why you should do something, I can right. say, hey, these are two experiences where I got Kevin Gates and freestyle right, yeah. on my it. song. Right. I ain't even been in New York to push this record, but they yeah. got it off of vertical. Right. right. When, yeah. you, when you asked about the analytics, when, when I did the video servicing through YouTube, I go to Vertigo and see, okay, what DJ said this track was hot as shit? Right. Okay, yeah, you use yeah. the right terminology, but it's good. I understand this grammar. We're going to service it here, UK. Yeah, we're going to push UK, add UK to it. Right. It's just, it's just, it's checking balances. Right, you know? right. It's, it's, you know, and R&B is in a tough place right now. Yeah. But it's, it's so much non-R&B that's We're gonna talk, talk about R&B. That. I'm it's, glad you brought up R&B because oh, I wanted to ask you about that. What do you think about, um... You know, you have the old R&B. When we're talking old R&B, we're talking about Anita Baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about Luther, Keith Sweat. We're talking about that era mm-hmm. of R&B versus the new R&B, which would be like The Weeknd or Bryson Teller or SZA. Sure. You know, yeah. and, and, and just the way it's perceived um, now. What do you what do you think about the state of R&B? A lot of people say that it's kind of dying off. Well, uh, this is what I would say about this. I want to hear this. Um, the, the millennials, they treat R&B like the clubs. When the next new club coming. Oh, this cool when the next one coming. You ain't even enjoyed this one yet. You to move the next club coming. But the people that buy the most when it comes, my show is live. The people that love R&B, they're going to come out to my show. They're going to get a, sh- a real show. They're going to buy would all this, your products. Would this be people that have a deep appreciation and understanding yes, of where because, R&B because came from? Well, here's the deal. If you're looking for R&B for what R&B is used for, it's for... It's for Smooth groove is for soul. It's for sex. It's, it's supposed to make it's you feel sex. good. It's, it's, a, it's a song that you play out to the, at the club of the girl you've been chilling with all the time. You you got to have something to lead her to the house. Yeah. You know, that's what R&B is supposed to be for. But we miss it because of the beat. Now R&B is beat-driven. It's a... It's a it, it's trendy right now. So it's the next new thing. Oh, put some auto-tune on this, drop some 808s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
I, 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 it has to come back yeah. to my lane. Yeah. It has to come back. Because you mean people, to like to the real R&B. Because, see, when, when growing up, I listened to a lot of country. A lot of country because it always told a story. It's r and So when I write, <laughs> I like to tell a story. And people, he'll tell me, man, you, you're too analytical. You're thinking too much. No, I don't, it is, but I want to take you somewhere. Right. I want to take you on an experience, the, the, the experience Ray Vaughn, that she loved me not. It came from some real stuff, you know, because people really link to music. They can understand and then they can feel. And the trend may take you for a while, but it got to come back. Yeah. It's going to come back. Yeah, it's definitely going to hey, come back. I used to do the top, I was going to do the top five rappers, but I want to know your top five R&B artists of all time. Shit, I want to know. Yeah. I don't even know. Man. Ooh, that's hard. It could be groups included, that's too. That's hard. Okay. Wow. When you say groups, number one for me was a love, boys to men. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I say that because their harmonies were so tight. Yeah. They were crisp. And when, when I when I when I do my studio sessions, I like building my background. I like building my harmonies to see, hey, hey, let, let, let me do this again. Let me see what this high, this high, this high range sound like. Okay, let me underlay it with a with a, a baritone. It, yeah. it makes me, it makes me perfect my gift. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because those guys were perfectionists. So, um, uh, shit. When it comes to my lane right now, so I'm bouncing around. When it comes to my lane right now, the, the older tank, I would say I like because... Okay, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm bouncing. I'm bouncing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm bouncing. Is this your number two? All time. Mm, okay, hold on. Let me see. Let me Let's see. Number be clear. Two. No, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say my number two, being totally honest, Anthony Hamilton. I, think I could do that. I ain't mad at that at all. He, he, he delivers. Soul, baby. He has soul. And I tell you, the next one after that has to be... You got number mom, though. The ne- huh? You got number mom. No, I'm going to tell you the next one, but how I feel in my body on the inside with this Patron. All right. Maxwell. <laughs> Maxwell took Anthony yeah. Hamilton's soul and finessed it to me. Yeah. He finessed it. Yeah. And then I have to throw Brian McKnight in there because um, wow. he's the vocal beast. Yes. And he is... He really makes you understand the highs, the lows, the hard, the softs. And a lot of people don't focus on that, you know what I mean, when it comes to when it comes to music. And number five. I know who he better say. I'm going to just flip if he don't say it. Number five. Oh, he's not going to pop. Yeah, I know where you're going with it. If I have to say five, and I would say it made this my impression, the one I throw in the Usher. I have to throw Usher in. Hold on, hold on. I have to throw Usher in because Usher's a dancer, which is not my style because I'm not going to dance. Well, shit. I might do a little hip thrust. But his <laughs> musical ability yeah. is second to none. It, he, he's, he's a vocalist when he's singing. Um, I can't believe you didn't say this name. Oh, but I got so many, man. Oh, I got a lot. No. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Say it. I, I, before you go, I have to throw Kelly in the mix. Yeah. And I will say why. When I went to his live show, his command presence was so big. His showmanship made me kind of put things together. Like, you know what? I'm not going on stage and ask you to like this music. If I don't like this shit, whether you want to or not, I'm going to make you like it. If you don't like it, you better act like you like it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it made me take the stage over. Like, okay. he gave me that, mm, to take the stage. That's what he was waiting on. No. No, that ain't who she was waiting on. No. Let I'm me a, see. Let me see if I have no. some, some reverence with it. Babyface. Hell no. He, you know, Babyface. He's a great writer. Babyface is a bunt. They 
I'm vocalist, boys and men. I'm not a very big boys and men fan. I'm a yeah. Jody he's fan. Saying. No, he, he's better than Ryan. Can you please help me out? He's not Ryan McKnight like Hell boys no. Man. Bro, he won't even be in my top ten. Baby face. I have to put baby, baby face, face, face in the yes, Baby face in the heavy hitter, man. Yes. Hell no, bro. That's his top five. Let me get you That's his top five. Come on. This is going to be a little weird. It's going to be a little weird, but I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to say I'm gonna say Anita Baker first. Oh, I do like her. I do. Anita Baker, though, she's one of the best songstress ever. Right. I'm talking about carrying a note and make you. Make you think you got to feel it. Right. Feel it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that five yeah, was a short one. Yeah, they yeah. just gave me more than five. Yes. Yeah. Baby face. Yes. Yeah. I gotta say Usher too. Mm-hmm. But baby face in the top, man. I think that's the thing. It's generational. I guess so. I'm talking about music. I told you Ray Vaughn was a millennial. The last, I think, big concert that Usher did, the one that he did in Puerto Rico or something, that's when I really understood his value. That was before when I think he retired and all that. Hey, I did American Airlines Center and got the VIP pass where I got to see him do sound check. Yeah. Mm. I was blown away. Right. I was blown away. Right. So you can, you know, you can appreciate it, but yeah. like I said, I, I think this is just a different age gap, yeah, but it. like, man, baby face, bro, like, Babyface is dope, bro. Man, he, he'll get you straight. Right. Yeah. Man, you I didn't know. Babyface on at the right time. Motherfucker, right. Yeah, I got a couple of friends that really like babyface, you know what I'm saying? Really, really like <laughs> But I'll tell you this, this is the thing, oh, like, DJ. for real, like, yeah. if you go to a babyface concert, you will be stunned at the number of songs. Like, you're just, yeah, like, oh, yeah. like yeah. I mean, from things he's written now, to. Babyface from the deal. Nobody said Beyonce neither, though. Nah. We talking about R&B. Uh, that ain't R&B? That's R&B. She, she R&B, R&B too. Don't do that. Don't do that. I just had to say that. I ain't hating on her, but I don't think she's a she's a vocalist. <laughs> it's funny because we had a whole argument Word? about less than a month ago about her. I personally what? think she's a vocalist. Man. What? Look at her. Wait, 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 wait. I'm talking about let's step outside of the studio, bro. Oh, Beyonce, when it comes to vocals, 
she just ain't all the way there with me. She's, she's probably the best entertainer I would ever see in my lifetime. I have, bro. You know I like R&B. That's all I listen to. I'm, bro, I'm not sure. Listen, first of all, this is this, this is the entertainment business, bro. You don't know what she got over there. The, uh, it's a piano. Hold on, it's Kiki. just a piano. Hold on, Kiki. I just went to a piano bar. Listen, I just went to a piano bar in Addison, and a lot of people are like, damn, he really can sing, but they don't know the whole time. They got the Pro Tools uh, plugged in with the microphone. We talking about Beyonce. She can't have a flaw. She can't have a bad day. Anything go wrong, Beyonce, her career is over with. Everything got to be perfect. You can't show she me that is shit. Perfect. Listen to, uh, to listen she is to everybody. She is, listen. Dog. She's just not. The, she's not one of the best. She's not the best vocalist, vocalist. man. Just like he gave his list about vocalists. Oh, wait, wait. Come on, bro. If you say she's the best, you think she's... I, and I never said she's the best. Nigga, okay, Kiki Wackerson better than me. Who's the next one? Who's the next one? Who? Give me another female. I do agree. No, 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 Kiki no, I never said she's the best. Okay, no, no, but give me a, a female when, vocalist. When I, when I say apparently. vocalist, I'm, I'm talking Mariah. Dope. Mm-hmm. I'm talking Whitney. Whitney. Old Mariah. Old Mariah, let's be no. clear. Yeah, oh, 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 I'm talking about 90s Mariah. Old Mariah. Mid-90s Mariah. Not, not so I'm talking so about 80s, so, early 90s so, Whitney. So, so you would stack Beyonce not Christmas with Mariah? Mariah. Not, no, no, not that Beyonce. one. Not, 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 not this Christmas. Maybe next Christmas. I Beyonce in the mix. Okay, well, our gripe comes from the fact that he said that she basically said he said she can't sing. And Mary J. Mary J. in there somewhere? That's my thing. I'm not saying she's Mariah. I'm not saying she's Whitney. I'm saying... You can't say she can't sing, though. You can't, I, I, you can't you put know, it in that. I honestly, bro, I think, I think she's great, man. She's, she's she's great. Top I, you know, I, I, I went to one of her shows. See, see, when I go to shows, I pick shows of someone I can gain from. And I watched Beyonce... Hell, I fell asleep because the shit was so good. It was like watching TV. Holy oh, shit. I, I, I don't have all these bad bitches. I don't. You know I can only afford three bad crowd dancers. You know she what? got 23. You know what? We, we, I just, I, I was uh, with a group of uh, my friends over the weekend. We were having brunch and we were talking about uh, Beyonce. And one of the things that she always says about Beyonce is that when will we ever see Beyonce mess up? <laughs> Yeah, he can't because she's too polished. You know what I'm saying? She's so polished. She's so perfect that sometimes you forget that she's human. And yeah, so I yeah. think that's, that's kind of the, the thing that's that... That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing, Kiki. She's so great at, at everything she does. It takes away from a vocal ability. She, she's up there dancing in heels, my nigga. Yeah. And you're right. And it distracts you from the dancing and the heels and how, how fine she is and the whole nine. And, and the, the zip line she came in on. It distracts you from... <laughs> Shit. And that blue, from, and that distra- blue glitter jumpsuit, right. lion tigers in the back, the little cheek hang out just this. right. But is she a top vocalist? She is. I respect. Bro. You know she what, baby is. boy? I respect everything you just said because that's what it is. What it boils down to. She's so great at everything else. It takes that, away. That now I would say it takes away. I feel like the end of the day we don't care because she gives us so much more. I don't think you don't I care. Agree. You would care. Now, it just unconsciously. And you unconsciously are swept. If, if she couldn't sing, people would give up. I tell you what. Off the air. We'll, we'll find acapellas and I'll break it down to my whole point. Because we can spend two days arguing about yeah, we can't, can Beyonce we, yeah, sing. Because to me, she, like she's that. great at singing. Because you listen to her older shit, she was singing. She wasn't singing. She never could sing. She can sing. Oh, so she's decent, bro. People regress, uh, my nigga. I'm not, you don't think any artist gets better over time? Yeah, she, she's gotten better, but she's still not, to me. She's not what? She's not who? She's, she's not, not Jennifer Hudson. Exactly, bro. I don't know. I she may you. not be. Yeah. She may not be. But a lot of motherfuckers ain't Jennifer Hudson. So he's saying sing.
spot was the fact that you felt like she couldn't sing. I still feel like that. That's bullshit. Okay, okay. we're going to table this for... We're going to table this for another podcast, but right now I want to move on to uh, to more uh, of, of Big Daddy. I got to ask you yes. this because, you know, I see now a lot of EDM DJs that are making six-figure six, oh, six oh. EDM DJs right yeah, now that absolutely. are all traveling across the world right now. I call them gender benders. Would you uh, describe them as the essence of what a gender DJ bender. is? I wouldn't. I would not. Um, like, what bathroom would they use, gender? <laughs> <laughs> what is a gender bender? Basically, basically somebody that takes like hip hop and they'll take like um like a, a, a you know they make their own beats. EDM DJs make their own beats, and so they take like a, a hip hop or a rock song or any song and they 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 mesh it with a beat that they've uh, that they've come up with, right. and they and they play these big festivals and they make millions I think the of dollars. Gender bender thing just kind of threw us all off. We were thinking about no, not not not. This is a true story. I serviced my first single drop, your big daddy DJ, right? Yes. Yeah. I listened to it on the way to the club, like the way I recorded it. You talking about genre. When I went into genre the club dinner. to holler at him, take him some water, because I know he don't drink. And I was like, shit, is he saying drop? He ain't put the Zydeco flare on it. He bit the shit out of that genre. <laughs> and it was like bumping like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, shit, I, I, I kind of like that. Right. Like, I went back in the studio and redid it in, in, with Pitbull. That's right, what it sounded like. Right, right. So but I see, don't there's think, not a lot of DJs that are doing that right now. I don't think it's just got invented. I think he's been doing this for a while. Well, no, my question was, you know, in the essence of what a DJ is supposed to do, how they're supposed to break records, the way they're supposed to serve up the music, uh, the way they're supposed to uh, present the music and, and, and create right. a, a, an experience. Right. A lot of DJs on the urban side, we don't see that as much as we do now with EDM. Yeah, right, right. EDM has kind of put it in the forefront, but it's been being done. Right. And um, it's coming a lot more from, I guess, your more experienced DJs that can do it. Uh -huh. I'm not hating on any DJ out there, okay? But anybody in this room right now can go buy something out of Guitar Center, and we can go to the club tonight, and you can be a DJ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can download music yeah, on YouTube. Agree. You can hit one button I don't know that can sync another song. I don't know if there's DJ. I think they're just playing music. Well, yeah, I'm, but at, at the same time, they are they are jockeying the disc. Yeah, can we call them a DJ? Can we call them a DJ? I'm going to say this. You want me to say it? <laughs> wait, wait, no, no. Look, I, I got to be politically correct because I service all different types of DJs. Yes, yeah. you can call them a DJ. However, However, the disparity between your experience will be... Be televised shortly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, but, I, but I'm saying like technology, I embrace it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I heard um, DJ Scratch say this. He said technology, with technology that they have today, nobody should be a bad DJ. Yeah. Right? You shouldn't have a bad DJ. Like I have a, a, a program you. that will mix two songs together. Everything now, for you. It'll mix it, but it may not all be on the ones and ones <laughs> and the twos and fours and the, you know, right. but. You know, that even drives me to work harder as an experienced DJ because I have to give you an experience. Mm. Right. Other than the guy who just picked up a Serato and a controller and got a laptop. See, and that's my thing. I really, you know, I have a passion and a love for the DJ. I think, I don't know how many people share this passion, but, you know, I feel like 
the beginning and the ending, especially when it comes to hip hop, it starts and it ends with the DJ. Right. And if you don't have the DJ as a part of you know, what you do as an artist, Fat, or you uh, rave on, then you're really missing an, right. a, 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 man, a, a huge step. And so I'm scared that the DJ will be forgotten. You know, now we have labels that go directly to um, YouTube and they go to uh, SoundCloud to find their music. You know, I, I feel like the industry is not reaching out to the DJ like they used to. I feel like, you know, some artists are bypassing the DJ by putting their stuff up on SoundCloud and not building relationships. Oh, absolutely. So I'm really concerned concerned with the state of where the DJ is right now and how we turn that around. Right. You make you make great points. Like, what you just said is really happening. They're thinking like a service like Vertical, oh, we don't need that, or we don't need to go to definition, go core DJ. They're thinking they can really go around it. And in some cases, you can go to. You know, and sometimes in a very small percentage, it comes back to where I got to go get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to say this. EDM is a great genre of music. Um, it is an international sound. Um, it is going to be very popular, and I encourage all DJs to get into it a little bit. Not from the produ from the production side of it, because nobody, everybody's not a producer, but at least have you a library and stay current with EDM, because okay. you are going to need it at some point. Okay. I will say this though, and I'm a, I, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I'm going to tell you the importance. Toot that shit. No, no, I'm, I'm going to tell you the importance of a DJ. <laughs> and since we got Fat in the room, I'm going to use him in, as, as, as in this example. Like me and Fat never rehearse anything. I just know Fat because he's been persistent as an artist and his consistency keeps me. So if he sent me a record, nine times out of ten I'm going to play. Just like with this man. He has consistently dropped hot music. But this is my example of how a DJ can really make something happen. We had a stage for uh, South by Southwest this past mm -hmm. year. Yeah, yeah. Fat and Ronnie came in the spot, right? Everybody, it was cool. We, you know, we had some good performances and shit. Ronnie and Fat got on the mic, right? Now, they know me and I know them. Yeah. You understand? We got a relationship and we ain't have to say nothing to anybody. And we rocked that bitch, you feel me? I got that footage for that. You feel me? And yeah. we rocked it and it wasn't rehearsed or nothing. It was, yeah. it was like, he got him a, he got him a verse in the hook yeah. and I went on the van, transformed him, I scratched him into the next one and just kept rolling. I mean, it was like, like we. I'm glad you got the footage, but because that was a special moment for me because, wow. like, I'm not, I'm not going to say this to hate on nobody, but it ain't a lot of other DJs That's the experience, right. brother, that right. would be able to do that shit. Right. Papa yeah. Ron probably could handle it because he know you. He know yeah, you. DJ for us before. You right. feel yeah. what I'm saying? Right. But yeah. we ain't never rocked out. I, I, I know. Second, you feel me? And, and, and I'm talking about we jamming in that bitch. Yeah. When, they, when, they, when, they, when they left out that bitch, the fuck, it was like somebody dropped a piece of shit in the, in the punch bowl because it, it just deflated everything. But they yeah. had to be so yeah. it was on a rooftop. Rooftop. Yeah. So do you think it's necessary for an artist to kind of um, find a DJ that they can kind of have a relationship you with. You, and you better get you a couple. You yeah. Know? You know, you better... And, and guess what? It ain't about kissing. It's just about having a relationship. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and thank God for Vertical, I have all this music. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, I got, I had his music, I had Ron, and they didn't even know what I was going to drop next. So that shows their professionalism. Right. He didn't know what I was coming with. Yeah, he was zigga, zigga. And then, you know, you know, they're like, oh, shit. He's like, all right, come on, Big Dad, I'm with you. In front of bigger ranking, too. You know? In front of bigger ranking. Yeah, in front of bigger. And, like, Nick was like, man, you know, I said, man, I ain't had no, you know, because everybody, you know, the business side, everybody that was really on that stage had paid. Yeah. They came in on relationship. Right, right. You know, like, man, we're going to rock out. I said, man, look, we're going to rock out there. Stay yeah. with me. And let all my niggas yeah. on stage.
everybody turned up, bro. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, yeah. Man, that was so memorable, bro, because we on the stage and, and everybody looking from, you know, from off of 6th Street, like, man, it's going down up yeah. because I'm looking at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that, that man, I'm telling you, that was one of the best moments of my life, just DJing for artists, right. you know, because we none of it was planned. Right. Yeah. Man, so anyway, man, if you don't have a DJ artist, make sure you have a relationship with DJs. You got to get it, man. You know, and here's a big thing. Consistency. Like, this man consistently driving. I'm not just saying it because he here. Right. You know, Ray Vine, Ronnie, it's a lot of artists out there that's consistent, and I will give a shot to. Right. You know, yeah. like, his record, the drop record, to me it was an R&B record, right. up-tempo, up but right. guess what? I don't always DJ in them environments, so I had to take his record and make it fit my audience. Yep. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I put that beat with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now I can go to New Orleans and still play his record. Right. That's why, he, and here's a note, all artists, make sure you service the DJs your acapella. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? They can take drop and make it an EDM hit. Right. Or you can make it a house hit. Right. Or you can make it a booty hit in Miami. Or you can make it a go-go hit in And DC. it could right. pop there first, and right. that'd be the, that'd yeah, be right. the thing. Right. Or you can make it a boogie, you know, a, a boogie song. Or you can make it a, you know, a hyphy record. So everybody be like, man, I don't want to service my instrumentals. Man, you better service that instrumental yes. like you're servicing the main version because not everybody outside of New Orleans is going to listen to bounce music. Right, right. See what I'm saying? Right. If you're in Dallas, service to acapella because somebody might put it to a boogie beat. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He don't care what version they playing. Right. He just want to get boogie. He just want to make sure the, the, the vocals are there. Yeah. That bag, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a lot of the stuff that I, I deal with all this on a day-to-day basis that they be missing. They be missing the boat, bro. They don't really understand, you know, like... And I don't want to service my instrumental. Don't service the instrumental. Just give me a DJ intro. Right, right. I right, need right, that. Right. You know, and there's not a lot of skilled DJs that can really right. truly mix anymore. Right. The new ones. Right. I'm not hating on nobody. I'm sure somebody that nigga said this. I don't give a fuck what you say. You can't DJ better. But you know what? This is the thing. <laughs> yeah. This is the, no. This is the thing why you need to say that. This is the way. The, the reason why you need to say that is because. You know, I hold hip hop so near and dear. Like I grew up. Like I, I I grew up in the '80s. You know what I'm saying? I'm an '80s baby and. You know, as an 80s baby, you grew up and you saw how hip-hop came and, um, and and then it evolved. And now we're here where we're in. I was telling Baby Boy, like, last week, I was like, damn, did you even realize that we're only in the third generation of hip-hop? Right. And that's up. Like, when you think about that, yeah. the third generation, fuck, we're so young. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I, I but, but I, I'm scared that the essence of hip-hop, when we talk about those, um, those elements of hip-hop, I still hold on to those elements of hip-hop like they're the Bible. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when I don't see it happening, it worries me. It worries me and I get concerned. Like when we start shitting on DJs, I get concerned because you that that is what hip hop was born with, the DJ, the dancing, the graffiti, the social the, the social commentary. You know, all of that is a part of hip hop and when we start to lose it, then we're losing the genre. No matter and, and a lot of people say, "Well, we already lost it because we've sold out and and you know, people are making money that it, that aren't that don't look like us or making money off of it, but you know what? They can never take the soul. Okay. When we let them take the soul of it, that's when we lose it. And so when we stop, you know, when we stop um celebrating DJs, when we stop, you know, celebrating um dancing along with hip hop, when yeah. we stop celebrating um, the art of uh, freestyling. Yeah. You know, when we stop when we stop celebrating these things, then that's when we become... Education. Yeah, that's, that's when we... Start educating everybody. Yeah. I mean, kids on what it was, you know, so it's a part of it that's missed, yeah. you know, so when I talk to younger DJs, I'm like, man, it's a couple of records that you probably really need to listen to, you know, mm-hmm. get your breakbeats, you know, well, now it's not a, a, an album, but get your breakbeats file. 
Yeah. You know, things like that. So, I mean, what you're saying is very, very important. Just to, not just DJing, but for the whole, like graffiti, you know, that's on a whole different level now. It is. But, but I see, like, great artists like C-Ray. C-Ray. Um, who did, a, uh, who did a, a portrait of Prince for me. Thank you. <laughs> and I know he just recently did a portrait of you, Fat. And and that, to me, is 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 the essence of hip-hop. I know I, I talked with C-Ray and interviewed him, and he was like, you know what, I listen to hip-hop while I'm doing my art. That's yeah. a part of it. Yeah. And we have to celebrate that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. I think it's just evolving. Like, how we was talking about um, the importance of a DJ. This is kind of my mindset or what have you. You know, you got these blogs, you got these, you know, Spotify and iTunes, Tidal and whatnot. And I think a lot of the younger generation, that's where they go to get music rather than than waiting on DJ such and such on Mm -hmm. whatever station to play it rather than going to the club because that's, from, I think from where we pretty much, most of us came up, that's where you had to hear new music. That's where you had to catch right. the new stuff. Now you go on these blogs, you go on these um, digital streaming services and you get music. But I feel like, I don't care what streaming service or what technology does, it's all about the experience. I came I came to Victory Retirement one night with a nurse, right? You <laughs> and I seen you DJ and I was like, that's my favorite fucking DJ. Because of, of how you how you control the crowd, how you read the crowd. Right. It's a lot of niggas, man. You know this. They stuck in their laptop the whole night. Yep. Yeah. They, yep. look, they looking for songs. They looking right. for songs. Right. They teaching off what they think is working. Well, they don't. Well, they don't prepare. First of all, they don't prepare yeah. for their 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 nights. Any DJ is going to look for, for certain shit. I know, but you They're should already have it crowd. organized. They're not even reading the crowd. They're not interacting. Right. right. That's the experience. Yes. The experience is you engaging with the crowd. You know what I'm saying? That's, yes. that's the essence of a DJ. Yes. It ain't just about what you want to hear. It's, yeah, reading okay, the crowd. the crowd is going here. Oh, I got some for them. Right. They ain't going to see right. this coming. Or I know they waiting on this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop this on But this. also being able to steer the crowd yeah, to yeah. what you're about to do. Yeah. See, like, see, I was spoiled by this guy right here. I'm going to tell you what. I remember, <laughs> like, I remember, like, like yesterday, I was about to perform next. I can't even remember the rapper, but his video was on. It was like, a black and white video. And it was like a funeral, but it was hardcore rap. And I was like, "Shit, I'm not an R&B nigga in there." Yeah, like, I'm like, "Shit, man, like me, here we go." <laughs> you know, I don't know whatever it was. I think it was a drop, yeah. and I was just like, "Damn, like this, this is a whole bunch of dudes." But then the intro made me come out like a million bucks. Yeah. So then when I see DJs now, I'm like, "Yeah, you know, you got to come early though because we only play this music." This says who? You the DJ? Do you want right. to? Yeah. You, Take him where yeah, you want to go. But, that, but that's the DJ know how to do that exactly. job. Exactly. Like I said, break a record. He knows how to set you right. up. That's the essence. It's a difference. It's an experience, yeah, man. You, DJ, you, you gotta keep going. Look, like DJ Frosty, when he's when he's on when he's on his A game, say a fight from the breakout. Yeah. And he, you get ready to fight, he'll be like, oh, oh, y'all wanna fight? I got something. Oh, I hopped man. off the plane in LAX. Oh. Next thing you know, oh. Like, oh, oh shit, you got all the thugs singing Miley Cyrus. Yeah. When we was coming yeah. up the ballroom, yeah. a fight get ready to break out. Oh, y'all wanna fight? Get on the ladies. T-shirt in my pants. Change. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of DJs don't read the crowd because they're, they're, a lot of them are scared. Mm-hmm. I watch DJs in the DJ booth. Right. I'd have some of them like, bro, drop my new song. They'd be like, uh, uh, wait, wait till 150, bro. Wait till yeah, 150. I don't know what to do. I don't want to fuck up this crowd. Yeah. 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 You're scared. But DJ scared. really could play anything. Anytime you, really, you get ready. You really can't. Right. It's, you it's, really it's can. how you introduce yeah. it. Right. Yeah. You know, you just can't put on, like, I can take one of your best records or, your, or Jay-Z, Beyonce, whoever. Right. If I just drop it on, 
it's gonna fail, bro. Right. Yeah. You know, you gotta say, hey man, look. You gotta set it up. You know, all my Beyonce fans. Right, right, First of all, you're gonna feel she with right, right, right. all my TI right, fans. Right. I'm about mm-hmm. to give y'all something y'all ain't never heard right, before. Right. Y'all remember y'all heard it first. Now they listening. Right. You yeah. feel me? Right. So so now it's, you know, you gotta set them up. Right. You know, and then look, if the shit don't go well, you gotta be ready to come right now. Yeah, back. Mm-hmm. You know, and be like, y'all gonna be asking me about this shit in another two weeks. You know, but half the time, <laughs> if, if you set it up right, bro, it ain't just gonna it ain't gonna tank like that. Cause right. they, they got their trust in you, bro. Yep. You lead us. You, we following you. Wherever car. you taking us, we're right right. Yeah, you know, it's kinda like this Zakeen is taking us um in a in a in a space right now. Shout out, shout out to Dakeen. I always say that Dakeen yeah. will let you know. I'm going to try something. And, and we're, we're really out. intense right now. But I will tell you, um, Dakeen, shout out to uh, them for being our sponsor. Yeah. I also want to let all our listeners know you have until October 1st for your chance to win three bottles of Dakeen. You can get all three flavors. All you have to do is share your best drinking story with us. You can email it to us at gettingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your best drinking story right. for a chance to win three bottles of Dakin, like a Dakin prize pack. Mm. And that includes grapefruit, mm. passion fruit lime, and cucumber lime. Oh. And uh, even if you don't win, you can pick up Dakin at your local specs and at your local H-E-B or visit Dakin. Uh, drinktakeen.com or yeah, Dakeen.com. That's T-E-K-E-E. Grapefruit, it gotta be healthy. That's right, that's right. It's not even my mama because she drunk out of Dakeen. You know what? It doesn't matter how you drink it. You can drink it. You can put your favorite spirit in it. You can put your favorite juice in it or you can drink it. I drink mine on the rocks. Yeah, you drink it on the rocks. I drunk a whole bottle. Shout out to Priscilla. Re- responsibly. Responsibly. Responsibly, you did. But uh, we're going to be giving away some bottles of Dakin, um October the 1st, so make sure that you get your best drinking story to us. Again, get in the game podcast at gmail.com. Can I drink this at work, Kiki? Yeah, you actually can. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just take the fruit. I mean, you can. I need to, I need to, get I need to give it to the chief of police. You, you can, but don't, don't, but don't let, don't let uh, police chief Hall know, okay? No, we need to give her a I box. Take us, <laughs> get in the game. <laughs> so I can get a yes, get out we, of jail we need to make sure that we <laughs> gift her with a box of tequila. Same more, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then shot. Okay, well, I'm going to do that then. Well, let me ask you about this. Um, right, you know, we talked about... We, we talked about, um, you know, uh, community policing and uh-huh. trying to uh-huh. kind of bridge the gaps um, in the community. I don't even know if I want to go here with this question now that y'all let's didn't say. Let's go, let's go. I'm drinking my water. Uh, okay, yeah, drink your water. You never had communion? Now, I, you do You do a lot of um, a lot of events um, where you sing the national anthem. Uh-huh. Um, and now we're, like kind of at a, like we're kind of at a crossroads with that right uh-huh. now. How That's do you cool. feel if somebody asks you about singing the national anthem? Do you think Damn. about it now? You know or? what? I do. I think about it, Kiki, but the thing is, this is not new to me. I went to a historically black college. HBCU. Okay. Which one you went to? HBCU, Mississippi Valley State All University. Right. My uh, my choir director was in his 80s, upper 80s, okay? And we always, in theory, go through the national anthem, but this is, has been our, our take on it. And then a lot do of people you, wait, give wait, you this. Wait, wait, wait. Can I ask you, do you, do you go to the first verse or do you go to the first through the third verse? I'm just the curious. First ver- the first verse is the only verse that pertains to my life. Okay. So, it's almost, to me, the writer took that first verse and had his public figure face on, and in that second through the rest, he remixed the shit out of that song. That is irrelevant to me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, as not only a black male, okay, my dad was Army. When the national anthem come on, that is what they listened to before going into war. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was the only thing that 
made solidarity. Black, white, Hispanic, it don't matter. Uh-huh. You know, Jews, Gentiles, don't matter what, what, what it was. That was the thing. They gave no reference to the rest of it. A lot of people don't even know the rest of it. Right. But, a lot of people didn't even here, know there was but more. Here, but here's the said. thing, though. Yeah. Here's the thing. As a black male, as an officer, in which Kaepernick, he, he, sit, he kneels on anthem due to injustice. I seen that that stanza, that verse of the national anthem, although it's going through his trials and tribulations now, but as a hope that we really get to what that anthem speaks about in that first verse. Okay. That's my hope. So so if I shut up, what, what are we working towards? You know what I mean? So as an artist, you know, some people say it's a sellout. You got to take it however your lifestyle fits. But I'm, I'm very solid when it comes to that, you know. And I'm green, so I'm not saying this is my stance forever. I'm going to die this right. way. Because as you learn more, whatever you do more. But you can't take people now, just like you said, that are, that are, that are taught to be prejudiced. And, 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 and they are up. It's just their, their root. You, you can't change that. The prejudice that took place back then, you can't change that. Neither, neither do I want to change it. What happened in the past, because that's that's the only thing that's going to grow us past it is is history. So, you know, even with the taking up of the statues, that, put a statue beside the statue that's there that says 2017 and forward. Uh-huh. Instead of taking up the old one, because we need to remember this old one. Right. Because that's the only way we grow if we remember. That's almost like our, our blueprint. If we never know where we started from, we don't understand millennials and the people out there. So millennials you don't, don't understand. You didn't agree with taking the Robert E. Lee statue out. It was. Uh, I don't say I don't agree. It was like, what does digging this up do for me? We could put this money into community policing. We can put this money into you know in our poverty neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. We can put this money into a lot Putting of different music things. programs back in school. And music program. We can put prayer back in school. Gotta have you know, let's let's school. do things that are that are effective moving forward. That concrete means shit to me. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, you're you re- you wasting a lot of resources when you really can be putting them somewhere that matters right now towards progression. Uh-huh. You know what I, I like mean? That and, 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 and when it comes to the anthem, for my stance on it is that I sing that song with, with a full heart, with, with, with military perspective in mind of what our forefathers fought for and, and, and what they endured. And, and that's my statement. And let's be clear, because um, I read this today that, um, and I should have known this, and we all should know this, but veterans, and I believe police officers, you can correct me if I'm wrong, whenever mm-hmm. they take the oath, they are taking the oath to protect the Constitution. That's it. Not necessarily the flag or an anthem. Oh, right, right, correct? Right, correct. So, so and, and um, as you look through the amendments mm-hmm. of the Constitution, uh, that First Amendment is freedom of speech. Right. So so with, with the kneeling on the anthem, I say nothing wrong with that. That's freedom of speech. That That's that's these athletes, you're using your platform to bring solidarity. You're mm-hmm. not saying, fuck your country. You're right. saying, if this is going to get their attention right now, let's let them know that we're not cool with right. the way things are going. Right. As a police officer, when I see social media, some stupid act that, that another police officer, I'm not cool with that. Right. You know, that's why I express and I, I utilize my, my ability to to sing in the community, whatever, to let them know that it's a better way. And if you don't feel like you're being treated just, there are ways to get justice. Right. You know what I mean? So, so no, no, no. I don't. I don't. I'm with it. I well, mean, it's, it's crazy, crazy that you say speech. that because whenever you t- you think about the music, the music has always been a soundtrack during the political, um, the unrest in political times and so forth. And um, you know, artists such as Marvin Gaye and Public yeah. Enemy and Nina Simone have always vo- yeah. voiced their opinions uh, politically through music. And now we see artists like J. Cole. Hmm? Oh, yeah. oh well, we got a <laughs> <laughs> 
I got nothing negative to say about that. Right That's now. progress. Uh, Kendrick Lamar and Jay-Z that are now Definitely. speaking out. And, um, you know, I'm wondering, do you think people are listening? We're coming into a new era um, where we have... I, I was listening to Rap, uh, Rhapsody today, and, you know, she has some political undertones. And when you think about the music and you think about what's going on, and as you're reading people in the DJ booth, uh, uh, Big Daddy, are you playing these records that kind of kind of talk about what's going on right now? Are you playing the Kendrick Lamars? Are you playing the, the something from Jay-Z right now? How does that figure into... You know, reflecting um, what the reflecting what society is right now. Keep it a hundred. No, I'll be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not really touching those records in the club environment. That's not the platform. Nah, I know. Uh, we have a radio station for that. You know, for those B type B side records. But yeah. you know, in the club, it's really for me just to keep everybody moving, moving, and keep everything familiar to the ear. Well, I guess. I guess, baby, my question then for you is, as a DJ. Um, and, and you you kind of know the climate that we're in right now, and you. Um, know of past artists, like I said, such yeah, that, yeah. That, that were pillars in that. Do you feel like it's a need for artists to be reflective of what society is right now? Is that is that Absolutely. necessary? Absolutely, but not, yeah. that, but that doesn't fit my strip club set, right? Or, exactly, or my party set, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying. So I mean, there's a there's a time and place for for all of that. Twenty One Savage, Kodak Black, they they have some conscious records, you know. Um, I listen to both of their albums. They got one or two songs on there where they actually talk about it, but you know their delivery may be a little different. Yeah, you know, but it's still that's you know, that's a little different from what the experience I'm trying to give. Well, at yeah, right. yeah, but yeah not saying, necessarily you, you per no se. Too. Right, you know. Yeah, not necessarily mm -hmm. you per se, but I think you know there used to be messages in the music mm -hmm. that kind of reflected the time. If I'm a, um, I mean, if I'm a Jew and I'm running a record <laughs> label and I'm running an entertainment business and my job is to sell records. I'm not in the business to uh, empower the black community because I told y'all before, it's an agenda going on. You dig what I'm saying? When you have people like Public Enemy, they get silenced. People like Ice Cube, NW, they got silenced. You know, when you even yeah. look, look at Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar came out lyrical, and then when he went to that, um, you know, um, the, the second was a Pippa Butterfly, I think it was Pippa yeah. Butterfly. Right. That's when he started getting bashed. Mm -hmm. It's like they want to silence that. It's not that it's, it ain't out there, it's just it's a, it's a record company. I'm like, yo, I don't want to hear that shit. I want you to make me that boobity boo boo jigaboo music that's gonna make me some money. Jigaboo and music. that's what the bottom line is at the end of the day. It's about making that dollar. Ring that bell. Jigaboo and that's the reason music. why a lot of artists don't <laughs> step out the box jigaboo. and speak their mind. Right. Even when they asked young, when young, they asked young thug on a red carpet, he mm -hmm. was like, you know, I'm focused on these diamonds and this and that. But it's like, come on, really? Now, and I think if, if more came out, I think it would force a little more change. You know what I mean? It's but out, it's almost like. Brother Kaepernick, you know what I mean? But, if that's the only one that does it, the job is let's get this man out the way. Get him out and exactly. hopefully, but now more people are following the, in the footsteps, and now it's just being a little more recognized. They're, they're forced to reckon with it. I did, I did a song, um, Be the Change. Right, and right. Honestly, just being real, I caught some flack behind that. Yeah. But for me as an artist, I can do an interview on radio, and you can dissect it, and you can try to come back and say something I said wrong. But in the music, you can't touch me. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it's heard. You know what I mean? And a lot of people come to say, man, you know, we love that song. Now, people that really love Be The Change, they really don't understand Doctor, but it's music. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at, because mm -hmm. if... if 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 somebody is kind of um, that's their that's their job to kind of make sure that the masses hear it, whether it be on a digital space yeah. or you know in, in a space like Vertigo, yeah. you know, 
I think we can't we can't go through the music so quickly mm -hmm. because the music gets turned around so quickly yeah. that we miss things and we don't take the chance to say, you know what, we have to sit with this record. Yeah. Right. We have to enjoy this album. You know, it's kind of like how Baby Boy was talking about how some people can do it as independent. We're talking about yeah. film. That you can do things that's being independent, whereas some people can't make big stands because they have a boss. Right. And a lot of people that are, you know, are signed, they're not going to mess up their money for equality. Right. Because right now, it's kind of like, I'm going to give up all I have for for a hope for this to change. It ain't changed in 100 years. What make you think it'll change with my song? So you have a lot of people that are more, you know, more afraid of impacting their right now versus leaving a mark for, you know, our generations to follow, our kids to follow, our kids' kids to follow. And, and it happens to be more more of that than it is uh, pioneers or activists mm -hmm. at the moment, I, I think. But if everybody that was an A-list artist decided to make some kind of social injustice, justice record, it'd be a trend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it'd catch everybody can't make those records. And you're right. You know, I, don't, I haven't heard the 21 Savage. Who's the other person you said? Kodak Black. Black. I haven't heard those yeah, particular records, but those, to me, are records that I don't necessarily want to hear from them. Because I know them, I know their background, I know the kind of individual they are. I don't want to hear those. I want to hear those type records from Kendrick. I want to hear from J. Cole. I but there's an audience that does. You know, yeah, you, you know, there's an audience that think, don't. I don't think they're following once they hear those type of records. I think, I, that, I think that they're following. Yeah. I, I think their following may that. not want to, but because it's them, they will listen. I'm gonna put They'll you like give this, it a listen. I'm going to put you like this, Kiki. I go to certain artists for certain uh, moves that I'm in. Right. And first, when 21 Savage first came mm -hmm. out, and I heard him, I was like, oh, like I don't want to hear this, but then... One particular day on the road, Lorani put me on. I'm like, damn, this kind of got me through the day. Mm -hmm. I listen to Kevin Gates when I want to feel a certain type of way. Right. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z, it's the same thing with J. Cole. Like, I didn't want to listen right. to J. Cole, but... I found myself feeling like J. Cole one day, and I'm yeah. like, damn, now nah, I'm listening to And that's to what music is supposed to do. Put you yeah. in a mood, put you in a place. Yeah. Right. Like certain, certain, certain people you don't want to hear from. I agree with that. You don't want to hear from. I agree. You know, we, we can all go back to Public Enemy, Fight the Power, and, and just all the albums, and Takes a Nation, and all that, Fear of a Black Planet. Don't forget who they were signed to. Def Jam. Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons. Uh -huh. So they got a green light on whatever they're trying to do. Yeah. Right. Now these other artists, they gotta fight for those situations. We don't have Russells no more. And then you gotta catch like Kendrick just walking the fine line. He knows how to make melodic records, yeah. but with a message. Yeah. Everybody can't do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. people, it's, it's either or. It's either real gimmicky or it's it's pro so pro black. You don't you tune it. You can't play yeah, it. Yeah. You can't play it nowhere else. It's gotta be strictly for that, you know, for that fan base and whatnot. But and this goes into other conversations we've had. Black people are just doing too well to really give a damn about a lot of these issues. Yeah. They're not gonna, they're not gonna, they're not gonna t like you were talking about Young Thug. He's not gonna talk about it because mm. he, he he probably getting sixty, seventy a show. You know what I'm saying? So he can go about whatever he wants. He's right. living fine and this and that. Back in the day, especially just in general, we talk we we can talk rap, but just in business, they weren't getting that kind of money back mm. in the day. So everybody was doing. The same. Yeah, they was all poverty. They were doing better than the average guy, but they wasn't getting the kind of money we get now. Look at Tupac. So everybody can identify Tupac. with that. That's why you had more of those kind of groups back then. You had, you know, the Jungle Brothers, De La Soul, you had yeah. Public Enemy, yet. You can think what you, you listeners can, I don't know if y'all millennials, y'all can think what y'all want to think about Tupac. Tupacalypse Tupac was the first album. <laughs> super pro black. Uh -huh. He's from the Black Panthers. That's where right. he spoke from. 
But that's the type of music that was going on in the early 90s. Because that was the movement. It wasn't a fad. That was what we were going through. It's just like how we talk about the Kaepernick situation now. People don't want to get on board because a nigga's getting eight grand. He got a nice crib. He got his he got a chick. He got a timeshare. Him and his girl go on vacations and they good and they take care of Big Mama and this and that. In the sixties and the seventies, everybody was doing bad. Unless you was Joe Frazier or Ali or Bill Russell, so everybody was to, doing bad. Get on board with that and even then they weren't doing as great as these athletes now. Right. So everybody was in the movement. Now everybody's doing too good. They got these cushy jobs. It's like it don't affect me. They ain't tripping at my job. Should I got this? I got going on. I just got to raise. Yeah, they don't, don't mess up. Don't mess up our money. So why mm-hmm. mess it mess it up? Mm-hmm. Back then, it was an everyday struggle. I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't even point, but I can imagine Martin and Malcolm. Every day they planning what we gonna do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What we gonna do? What we gonna do? What we gonna do? Well, now it's just okay. What hashtag? Who died the other day? Right. We are gonna put a little thing up. We gonna we gonna we gonna march. And I'm not saying nothing wrong with that. Right. But it's just, it's all about the moment. It ain't about the movement. Yeah. It's about the moment. You know what I'm saying? And people are making noise for the moment. And how many moments it's going to take? We got to be on it every day. We need a leader that's going to be on it every day. Like, every day. Okay, we're going to march. We're going to do this. We're going we gonna to boycott Walmart. Or we're going to boycott yeah. Ford. Or whatever the fuck it is. We're going to do this, and we need to go to each town, and we need to spread the word, spread this message. It ain't that serious, dog. You know what's crazy? Because we're doing too well. It, it was crazy. You you talk about, like, back on uh, Muhammad Ali when it was out, everybody kind of was on the same level. Right. Nowadays, we don't respect people that's on the same level with us. True. We yeah. respect somebody who's on the high yeah, level. We got to look up to. Yeah. And those people are like, man, shit, I'm not coming back down there with y'all. Mm-hmm. See, you better do what I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get the hell out of there. You know? Yeah. You ain't saying Charles Barkley. say shit. Charles Barkley, <laughs> Charles Barkley's the definition of a coon. When Donald Trump said what he said, he got right on TV and did an interview talking about this is yeah, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to go meet the president regardless who's in there. I'm like, what? That's some like, bullshit. This nigga dissed you. Right. He's a coon. But we can't keep putting up with, with, with coon X. We can't keep put, putting up with coon X. And that's where I say, yeah, you might have a cushy job. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You may not, you, you may not want to do something that affects your family or your <laughs> bottom line, but at the end of the day, we have to start making better decisions with our money. We have to right. make uh, start making de- better decisions on how we, you know, how we use uh, media, whether it be TV, you're not watching the NFL or whatever you're doing. We just have to make better decisions as people on how we use our resources. Absolutely. You know, blacks as a whole, I don't I don't think we totally embrace and understand how powerful we are. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. Not at all. Not even blacks. Yeah. The people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The people don't understand how much power we have. Uh-huh. I don't give a damn. I was telling my partner this yesterday. Because we had a long out discuss- drawn out discussion. And it was basically like, if, if it gets too crazy, they're going to go, um, what's it called? Martial law. Martial law. Martial law. But I feel like this. It's, I don't give a fuck if they go martial law. It's more of us than the military. Right. It's mm-hmm. more of us, of, of people. Yeah. Power to the people. It's more of us. But you just don't have enough people that's willing to, to go there. Because they got good situations. Like, we're in 2017. People have great things going on in their Let me ask you, Rayvon, do y'all ever worry about that? About people just going apeshit crazy? Uh, No, not really. I don't want to say worry about it. I think it's coming. I don't worry about it. Yeah. But it's a situation that... Right is right. 
You know what I mean? Right is right. And if, if that means coming out that damn uniform, right is right. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But, 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 but you know what? In, 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 in any revolution, it was always the people that, that felt uh-huh. like we done had enough. Uh-huh. We don't Absolutely. take over. Mm-hmm. My partner was, I ain't really up on all that shit. My partner was telling me some, some shit, something in the, you know, where, where the people got to, they got, if the government is unjust, some shit he was saying, you know, I, I went to school limited. So, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I but, feel like the power is within, within us as people, yeah. as athletes, as entertainers. We just so we just so caught up in what we got going on that we don't even exercise yeah. the power that we have, and that's the main problem, bro. Yeah, that's it. That's the main problem. Because bro. when it does happen, it don't have to be violent. If you get the right key people no, to voice their yeah, opinion. It don't have to be violent at all. No. It's, the key or, people. it's about organization, that's bro. It, that's it. It's about us gathering together. It's about the blacks. The Latinos, right. the Asians, all of them. It's a common people. Saying, you know what? Yeah. This we didn't had enough. We need to figure this shit out, and we need to, we need to make a change. And we can't bluff. We have to follow through. Yeah, right. It can't be a one time, one day. Oh, we're gonna do this, and then it, it goes away because people expect that. Oh, right. you're passionate today, but tomorrow you're right. something. Real, real shit. Yeah. What if the Mexicans say, you know what? We ain't working none of October. Oh, it's a problem. Uh, it's a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. And, 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 and guess what? Yeah. This, this might come out of left field, and I know race is big. You know, we talking about the kneeling. I think what Kaepernick knelt was kneeling for really all comes back to we're not in a race war, we're in an economic yeah. war. Yes. We're in a class war. Right, class, you know? there you go. And like Donald Trump, he's a rich motherfucker. Right, right. He, he, got, he, got, he got fuck you money. Right, right. You know, when fuck you money is when you can get on TV and call fuck you money with a somebody a now. son of a bitch. Right, right, right. right. You know what and I'm saying? Right. And not As be, the and, president. And, and not have any remorse yeah. about it. That's your, that's your commander money. in chief. You know what I'm saying? Because he owns shit. And that's illegal what he, he was doing. It is he illegal. Things. It is illegal. He yeah. owns shit. So he got fuck you money. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, he don't care who he offend. Right. Because at the end of the day, he know he going to die. Right. And his kids, kids, kids straight. Because right. he got fuck you money. And they got fuck you money. I remember when Katrina hit and when they first started letting people come back to the city. Yeah. I remember riding around and I would see all these boarded up buildings. And on the buildings, it would say Trump. Buying them up. Trump had bought up all that shit, bro. Uh-huh. It wasn't just him. It was a whole bunch of little, it was little cheap real motherfuckers estate. like him. Yeah, cheap They was buying up that shit. So it's almost kind of make you think like they do this type of shit on purpose on some Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Fuck so, the Pope. So I was saying all that to see, and the Dame This Dash says it best when in his interviews, if you ever get a chance to listen to yeah. him, we really need to start change our economic position yes. to where we own things. Right. Yes. Support things. Now, right, we, right. we can never really own 100% of everything. Right, right. We would never make a fucking TV again. Right. You know, the only thing that we make in the U.S. is prostitutes and cigarettes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Damn. That's some real shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything else, we got to get from somewhere yeah, else. But yeah. when you start owning and you have the, the economic power, bro, yeah, and that's if we, where it just is. think if we all came together and really try, I know we say this shit, if we all just really supported each other. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily... I'm going to buy everything that you sell, but if I just supported you, bro. That's all it's about. Hey, man, right. help y'all. Right. Need some help. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, I got vertical. You got to get in the game. Let's put this thing together and see what we can do to you make it. Wait a, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hello, world. Hold on. Mic check. Did we just make an announcement? I, I think we were trying to. I was trying I to get around, too. Yeah. That's I a, think a, we just made an announcement. I was calling the message. I get real into it, brother, because yeah, I see, you know, I can make certain moves because I own my own company. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you, know, you know, but at the end of the day, I still have to answer to all of my clients. Right. Uh-huh. You're a legitimate businessman. Right. So if I say, hey, look, 
let's middle class and lower, let's get together and support whatever we got going, mm -hmm. we still got to deliver. Yeah. I was telling somebody right. this the other day, you know, we always hear this shit about, man, you know, I try to support my blacks and this, that, and the other, and I can't, but they, but you, you can't drop the ball. Right. You feel me? Right. Got to give them a chance. You right. got to try anything twice. Right, right. You know, at the end of the day, but for some strange reason, there's a disconnect between support and satisfaction. Mm. You feel me? Yes. No, just because you sell T-shirts, I need you to have a nice T-shirt for me if I'm going to support you. Right. right, right. I'm just not going right. to buy your T-shirt yeah, because, because you're you selling sell that them. motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You yeah. feel yeah. me? Yeah. You know, I need you to have a quality T-shirt yeah. that I can get from old Billy over there. Right, the same right. one that Billy got, I want right. you to have that. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. let's not get support, non-support, satisfaction and dissatisfaction mm -hmm. across stuff. I know that might be a little deep for y'all, but that's where I'll be at. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody always says, yeah, man, you ain't support my brother music, man. Your brother music is trash. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm being real with you. You feel me? Like, yeah. well, I can't play that in the club. Appreciate y'all. It, it ain't mixed. It ain't mastered. He ain't on harmony. He don't know what a bridge is. He don't know what the breakdown is. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? He off key. Right. Can't you know, but, just for the sake of But I'm hating him. And, right. you ain't. and now you right. putting on the thing, man, DJs ain't breaking records. Right. Nigga, right. I'm not breaking your record. Right. Yeah. You feel me? Because right. it's trash. Right. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway, I just had to get that out there, but I, I, I think... Support and satisfaction. Shout out to all them niggas that Big Daddy ain't playing your shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, let me say this. I try to play everybody's music. I listen no to everybody's music. A lot yeah. of shit don't make the cut. Take it as motivation. You know, Do better. I, I, I'm totally honest with you. And anybody out there, if you got an opportunity to listen to new music, be honest with these artists. Yeah, tell him because here's the deal. If I tell Rivon I like his record and he show up at the club, and you ain't playing and he gonna be like, man, why you play my record? You said you like it. it up, bro. Right. It's, it's real. real. It's real. And even if I have to remix his record right. with a bounce beat or a go go right. beat or East Coast beat to play it, and right. I like what he's saying in it right. and it come across nice, yeah. it works for me. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like some of the best records I got might not be a good record. However, when I put it on that bounce beat, it sound different. Yeah. Adele, yeah. Solange. Nobody yeah. even knows Solange cranes in the sky other right. than me. Right. I, I like how she, I like how they ran that beat over. Oh yeah. man, that you whole album oh, is man, amazing. amazing. Yeah. So anyway, I would like to work closer with getting the game, and I'm not just gonna say this, but we're gonna provide hey, support with each other, and we're gonna provide satisfaction. <laughs> yes. Yes. The announcement. Yes, let's make it. Right. All right, so we're gonna there do it. Is. You know, I'm blessed to have a radio station with a lot of listeners all over the world, and then we're going to actually broadcast, get in the game. Live. Sure. Oh, Woo! that's it. And I'm going to say this. Amen. For the rest of the year, we're going to run Saturdays and Sundays. Let them use For you. two hours. Yeah. You know, yeah. And we're going to draw support. <laughs> yeah. And at the top of the year, at the top of the year, we're going to have a daily show of getting the game. Uh -huh. All, all right. the previous shows, and it's just going to run. And whenever they get on here, they know they can get the real. Yes. Get that collection plate. Get that collection plate. And guess what? Mm -hmm. I don't want nothing in return, but y'all just to support somebody else. That's it. Yes. Pay it yes. forward. Pay it forward. We just going to keep working, bro. Yes. Well, I, I, I humbly uh, accept that Man. invitation. We humbly accept that invitation to and be a part of Vertigo. And, uh, Four to six. Four to six. 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Saturdays and Sundays. Here you go. 2018, we're going to go every day. Yes! Yes! Started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah! I am so excited. I know, Fat, uh, I know I'm you turned, baby boy. I know he's yeah, grinning from in ear to ear. You got to check him out. But, yeah, no, that's going to be uh, a whole lot of fun yes. and exciting. And the, for those of you, go ahead and sign up now because yeah. uh, before we're going to release 
our first podcast on Vertico. So you can sign up right now by going to Vertico.com. You can listen to us via Vertico Global Radio. Dot com. We got to learn and that, then, y'all. And then you can go on the TuneIn yeah, app tune in and just search uh, Vertical. Yeah. And, uh, but this is just the start of something good. Let's and y'all can yeah. listen tomorrow. This is gonna be, yeah, I'm pretty sure if y'all yes. you know, uh, uh, up on getting the game, y'all listening, and it's Friday, y'all can listen tomorrow, yes. Saturday, and Sunday from 4 to 6 p.m. Crazy. Yes, yes. Two hours. Yes. We're going we gonna to fill it in, and then... Um, if, if the interviews run short, well, this, this one didn't. We're just going to play Ray Vine and Fat Pimp shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of a jingle right you know now. Yes. Yeah, man, get you look, you look, man. I got you, wow. Josh. You know, give me a commercial. Yeah. I mean, like, we just got to build jingle? our own. Yeah, yeah. I got to get in the game, game jingle. That'd be dope. And that would be so dope. Yeah. It would be so dope. Game. We. Okay. I can't do There you go. Tuned in right now, you know what I'm saying? It's going down. I ain't think you'd be on my voice, man, nigga. Ravonforreal.com or you can find me on Ravon on Vertical Music.com. Yes. Um, man, all social media sites, Ravon for Real. Okay. And, um, and get yeah, the man. new single. Hey, you got have to get the new single, Doctor. Doctor, I seen that video. The video is <laughs> Jeff Adair did the video, yeah. man. I, I'm, I'm in love with my own music. It's Ravonforreal.com. You can get it on Vertical.com, man. Go support Real R&B while we bring it back. Yes, Ooh. yes. And you Big Daddy? Us, you can reach us at Vertical. V-I-R-D-I-K-O. Vertical. The new home everything. of getting the game. Yeah, everything. <laughs> How many years we looking at, bro? 11 years, man. Yeah. Years. Let me tell you, just the last story. I was I, when, when I initially launched Vertical, I never told anybody that it was my company. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, man, they're going to hate this shit, man. Like, yeah. Niggas going to be like, man, fuck that nigga, man. He ain't even from here and he's doing shit. You know what I'm saying? So it was about a year later when I really put it out there. And that's, that's, a, that's a terrible way to think. But mm-hmm. that's I was there. Right. Okay, yeah. Well, I know, I know I you've been there. You gave me a lot of support over this. No, no, no. I'm telling you, from, from, uh, you came at me. I remember. But, uh, I remember. We were doing the MTV shit. I remember that, bro. Yeah, he, he, was, he was sponsoring. Yeah, yeah, I was sponsoring, doing a lot of stuff back then. But you you always been a supporter, brother. 10 years ago, buddy. Yeah, 10. And I started 11 yeah. years ago with this. So, yeah, uh, right, you know, right now we have DJs in over 150 countries. Yes. We're averaging about 3,000 DJs to the site a day. Yeah. They're pulling down yes, about 10,000 songs, so 10,000 MP3s. But, you know, for me, I just feel like it's still starting because I meet a lot of people today that still don't know what yeah. we do. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's cool. But um, that just let me know I got work to do. We got work to do, so yes. I'm hoping partnerships like this 
you know, can help us all grow. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just give us a hands up before you sell it. Oh, no, no, I ain't gonna sell it. I ain't, I ain't got nothing else to do. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got nothing else to do unless, unless I be your Revon security or roll man. Uh, me and Pimp can go do a couple of shows. Hey, we can do it. Hey, man, we go. Already, so, yeah, already. Man. Well, I'm ecstatic, man. I, I love it. You know what I'm saying? I, I do believe in just working together and building with each other, and we are so happy to be a part of Vertigo and for Vertigo to be a part of getting Absolutely. the game. Amen. It's going to be a beautiful thing. And y'all heard it here first. So yeah, I'm gonna get in uh, contact with you though. Um you can hit us up on getting the game G-E-T-N-T-H-A Game. Mm-hmm. Um that's on all social media. Twitter is underscore G-E-T-N-T-H-A game. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and now Vertigo Global Radio. Um and also you can check out Fat Pimp. I am Fat Pimp on our social media, King yeah. of Diamonds, seven days a week. Yes. Shout out to your husband. I got the Breakfast Brothers The T-shirt Breakfast on. Brothers, he yeah, be hooking it up. He done put yeah. that New Orleans flavor on Ooh, the food. Oh, now. You know, hey, I had to plug that in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. Seven days a week. I heard they got them grits over there. I got them grits. That's where you going to find me, guys. You going to find me over there getting them grits. Getting them grits. I'm recovering hot boy. I can't be that kind of <laughs> Come on after after you get done working the beat, Rayvon. Come on over there and, and get down. you some grits I'm and, and a pot boy. For sure, for sure. Hey man, hey, you can't win it if you're not in it. So thank you so much for getting in that game.